Where I Long to Be, a magical trip report podcast. My name is Virginia. Today, we have a very special guest, Kevin, who you may know from Dads Love Disney. If you aren't following Dads Love Disney yet, you should be. As Kevin likes to say, Dads Love Disney is your source for Disney news and nonsense, but mostly nonsense. So give him a follow today and join in on all the fun. Kevin, his wife, and daughter recently visited Walt Disney World in June and stayed at the Grand Floridian. This trip included some first-time rides for his family, a visit to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, and flexibility that was needed after some travel shakeups. It was a lot of fun to talk to Kevin, and I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. If you are interested in being a Trip Report guest, please, please, please reach out to me using the form which is linked in the show notes. Right now, I am specifically looking for people who are traveling between August through the end of October and are available to be interviewed before and after their trips. As a reminder, your trip can be to any Disney or Universal property in the world. So if that's you, please submit the form today. If it's someone you know, please share the form with them today. And now, without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Kevin. Welcome to the podcast, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? And are you ready for your trip? I thank you. I'm doing well. Um, I am so ready for my trip. I need it to be I need it to be our departure date like tomorrow. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, uh, before we get into the details of your trip, I know you through a friend, really, but we've become friends on Instagram and you have an account there. Do you want to just briefly tell us a little bit about uh, what that is, uh, where you are coming to us from, all of that sort of stuff? Sure. Yeah. So um, I run an Instagram account called Dads Love Disney, um, and I have been following Disney influencers and accounts on Instagram, I don't know, years, right? Um, to kind of get all of the latest and greatest in Disney. And it's kind of a way to stay connected to the, to the community and feel like you're a little bit inside that Disney bubble. Um, and had always, you know, I work in marketing, so I'd always dreamed of uh, being a content creator myself. I, I, you know, I'm not a, a, a creative by trade or by training, but over the sort of years of my career have, have picked up a thing or two from some really smart people. Um, and, um, about a year and a half ago, oh, not even maybe just a year and a couple months ago, um, decided to take the plunge and just dive in, right. There's no, there's no sort of time like the present. Um, and instead of just talking about it and observing, I start, decided to get involved in the conversation around Disney, um, and try to connect with people like yourself and others who just, um, have this love for, you know, all things, Disney related content parks, um, interactions and experiences. So yeah, it's called Dads Love Disney. It's a little bit of a, a different perspective um, than what I've seen out there. You know, I follow a lot of like influencers and um, most of them are, are, are female and, and most of them are um, moms. And I thought, well, if I could give a unique perspective for what like, you know, a dad might, a dad who loves Disney might be thinking and, and feeling um, and maybe make, you know, a, a person or two like laugh and chuckle along the way that would just, it would make my day. So, so that's what I've been sort of, you know, that's what I've been up to. And, um, and yeah, it's been great to, to meet you and, and folks like you as well. And I have to ask, so you have a spouse, is she as into Disney as you? What's, what's the difference there in your levels of excitement about these trips? Yeah. So it's funny. Um, it's kind of her fault, uh, that I'm as into it as I am. So, 
Um, I went to Disney only once in my life when I was 16 with and some extended family. Um, did not have a great time. Swore I would never go back. Um, it was that situation where the parent is like marching the kids around to all the parks to see all the things in one day. Just not, you know, not, not a super pleasant experience. Um, when I met my wife, she came from very much a Disney family. They went every year or every other year. Um, and so I reluctantly agreed to go on a Disney cruise first and I loved it. And then a couple of years later we had our, our daughter and, um, we went to the parks and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. So, so she loved Disney, but now the, the balance has kind of shifted where I've become like an Uber fan and she has just always maintained like a pretty, you know, likes it enough and loves to go down there, but, uh-huh. um, is, is not maybe as involved as, as, as I've become. So it's kind of her fault. <laughs> okay. We'll place the blame with her, but you know yeah. what, whatever it takes to get here. Right. Because I think that, right. uh, that folks who, who really love going to the Disney parks are good people. And we, we're the, kind of adults who are not afraid to have fun and kind of connect to that um, magic and and parts of our childhood that even if you didn't experience that in your childhood, for some reason, there's a nostalgia, even though you weren't there back then. I don't know if you feel that. Like when I go, I feel very nostalgic about things that are even park related that I never experienced in a weird that way. Is so perf- <laughs> that, is, that is so perfectly said. I mean, I, I think back to a video that I hear all the time, either on YouTube or on Instagram, uh, somebody narrating, you know, Walt Disney's experience. And, and they said that he said at some point, while there's not a lot of grown up in a child, uh, every grown up has a lot of, you know, a child in, in them. And so, um, yeah, when we, when you go through those gates, you just sort of like are immediately connected to your inner child. And for me, it's like a source of joy. And, and then to go down and, and experience that through, you know, having, having a child, um, mm-hmm. it's just like an added benefit and an added sort of like incremental joy on top of that. And so, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's something special. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into your trip details. First of all, when is the trip that you have coming up? So we are going, uh, we're actually leaving on father's day, June 18th. Okay. And how long are you there for? We are there until Thursday, the 22nd, I believe. Yeah. Okay. And who is going to be traveling with you for this trip? And, and I guess I should also ask, are you taking this trip as a Father's Day trip? Uh, not intentionally. It just so happens to be the first week my daughter's out of school. Um, and, and as you know, Disney happened to be running some discounted deals uh, at the end of last year mm-hmm. um, for this time as their bookings were down. And so... We jumped on that opportunity, um, and so it wasn't originally planned to be a Father's Day trip, but it ended up kind of falling within that window. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's yourself and who else? Myself and my wife and our daughter. And how old is your daughter? She just turned eight. That's a great age because yeah. they're a little independent, but not quite independent yet, and it. Yeah. It's, I mean, every age is great, um, but it, yeah. it starts to change when they become teenagers, which is the uh, area I'm in right now. <laughs> it's coming quick. Yeah, it's coming quick. Yeah. Okay. Um, I believe I know the answer to this, but are you the planner of the party? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the planner. Okay. Um, where are you going to stay when you're down there? We are staying for the first time ever at the Grand Floridian. Okay. So I was there for the first time in May. That was your most recent trip, right? It was my most recent trip. Yes. Do you know, are you in the main building? Are you staying DVC? We're in one of the outer buildings. I don't know which one I put a request through. Jeez, I probably should look this up. I forget which one, but yeah, we're in one of the outer buildings. Okay. What kind of tickets do each of you have? Are you annual pass holders? So I'm an annual pass holder, and that's just recent. Um, when they reintroduced that earlier this year, I think it was in March or April. Um, and um, my wife and daughter get we got of the four day park hopper passes, um, and she she got uh, she gets discount tickets through her employer. So we usually do that even before I had the annual pass. We would do that, and it's a pretty it's a pretty good discount. Um, so that's our ticket strategy. Once you get there, how are you going to get from the airport over to the Grand Floridian? Usually we take uh, like a rideshare app, like an Uber or a Lyft. Um, this time we are going to take Mears Transportation. Um, and it's the first time we've used Mears. Um, we, we used to use, when we used to go on Disney cruises quite a bit, um, and even maybe the first time we took my daughter, um, we took the, you know, the Magical Express and, and that was great. Um, but since it's shut down kind of flipped over to Uber and Lyft um, for the kind of direct service and the timing. Um, but this is the first time we're going to do the mirrors transportation and we're doing the express option. So for, so normal mirrors, I think, you know, they kind of load up um, a shuttle and you could be on the shuttle a bit longer as you go to different resorts. And obviously you have to wait on the shuttle for them to get enough people to take off. The express is like little to no wait, and mm-hmm. it, it could be shared with another uh, group that's maybe in a nearby resort uh, or just with your resort. But I think the wait is only five minutes and then they take off no matter what and kind of get you right to the resort as soon as possible, um, which is a nice option if you want to kind of maximize the day, um, sure. spend the morning traveling, that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, so I'm gonna, we're going to try that for the first time. How comparable is that in price? Is it significantly more? No, actually not, not significantly more. Um, uh, you know, the rideshare apps depends on surge pricing when you arrive and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I priced it out and based on my experience, not too much more. I think it was like twenty or thirty dollars more total. Um, oh, okay, and, that's not bad so, at all. Yeah, yeah, and and then sometimes you know, the wait for an Uber or a Lyft um, can be upwards of ten or fifteen minutes, depending on the, again the time of day and how much traffic there is going through MCO. So, yeah. Plus, sometimes with the ride chairs, I am concerned about whether all of our things will fit in the car, just because as as much as I try to consolidate my packing, it's always more than I intended. I have a lot of ears, so. Yeah, <laughs> a whole suitcase full of ears. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we always order the XL or the, you know, the extra large option to account mm-hmm. for that because we, we always each have a bag, at least yeah. a suitcase, right? Um, yeah. So yeah. So it's it's a it's a real concern. Yeah. Okay. So, um, are you planning on this trip to use any Genie Plus service? Do individual Lightning lanes? Is that something you're budgeting for? Yes. Yeah. For sure. Um, we typically do Genie Plus every day we're in the park. I would say out of all the days, all the park days we've done Genie Plus over the past few years. Um, 
there's maybe only two or three days that I was like, ah, might not have been worth it. Um, but that was more on us. Like we had just decided to call it or either it was too hot or my daughter sure. needed kind of a break from walking and that kind of thing. So, so, uh, you know, it was sort of like, ah, you know, kind of regretted that. Um, but every other day that we've been in the parks, usually we're, we've got an agenda with Genie Plus um, to maximize whatever it is we're doing that day. And, and some of this is, by the way, like I know Genie Plus gets like a lot of like people just don't like it. Um, I kind of like enjoy the like getting up early, getting in, planning your first lightning lane selection, like setting an alarm for two hours, like, and not that I want to do everything all day long because we take it kind of easy. And maybe we'll talk about that. Like in park days, we kind of mosey a little bit mm-hmm. and the Genie Plus option allows us to mosey in a general direction enjoy some food, some snacks and get there. And so, so yeah, so we like the genie plus, um, if it's a, if it's a must do ride, like for instance, um, Tron light cycle run or rise of the resistance when it first came out or Remy's Ratatouille when it was an individual lightning lane option, um, we would prioritize that and then kind of make a call as to whether or not we want to, you know, do genie plus for the rest of the day, because that can, you know, the individual lightning lane and genie plus can be, for three people pretty expensive and so we would kind of yeah. make a call at that point if we wanted to just kind of take it easy maybe head in the park do one ride one of the bigger ones and then get some dinner or lunch and pop back out um that, that's usually how we play it yeah i think that that genie plus is a great option for people who want to build that into their budget um, I don't think it's absolutely necessary. That being said, I hate waiting in lines. So I pretty much will pay for it every time, regardless. Yeah. Um, do you know what the crowd level is supposed to be like for the days that you're there? Have you looked at um, touring plans or anything like that? Yeah, pretty uh, pretty high. I mean, middle of June, um, Father's Day week, absolutely everybody's out of school. Yeah, not New York City. My son does not finish up until June 27th. So... Wow. You won't be competing with any New York City kids. <laughs> so, so maybe not as as much as we thought. Um, it, it it it's pretty crowded. Now it's not the mo- it's not spring break level. Um, sure. I think be- because the heat keeps a fair amount of people away, especially like day trip folks and and that kind of thing. Um, so it's it's pretty high. It was like an eight out of ten. Is that the scoring on that site? I think it's like a I think so. And then there's yeah, also I think, I think colors involved. Maybe is it like yeah. red and. Orange no, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a yellowish orange. It's like 7.5 or eight yeah. you know, projected, but I, I gotta be honest. Um, it's a whole new world post pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like those seasonal calendars, they're not as accurate as they used to mm-hmm. be. Now there are guaranteed, like I guarantee you, if you go spring break right before Easter, you're going to see crowds like you've never seen before and you're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. We went this exact week last year for four days in the park and then we did the galactic star cruiser um it was crowded but i i I didn't feel uncomfortable uh um so i'm wondering if it's going to be similar to how it was last year um and if that's the case it's it's doable and i don't feel overwhelmed for sure yeah i i think it also makes a difference if you're somebody who goes a lot because even it's most crowded you know what you're doing and you're able to just make changes uh, in your plans based on whatever you sense is happening in that moment. What are your priorities for this trip? 
And and just can you remind me how long has it been since each of you were there last? Because I know you were there recently, but when was the last time they were there? Yeah, the last time they were there, we all went down for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party in, it was like the week before Halloween, it was like October 21st. Mm-hmm. We were all there together. Um, that trip, they didn't go into the parks. I went in to Hollywood Studios the day after the Halloween party. In fact, I rope dropped uh, Hollywood Studios to uh, take the Magic Band Plus for a spin uh, doing the um, Batu Bounty Hunters uh, mm-hmm. Guild missions. And so I did that by myself while they slept in um, and did a like half a day in the park. Um, so yeah, so that was the last time they were all there. I was just there um, May 11th. Just May 11th, right? Because I think I was following your adventures. Just, yeah, just May 11th. Um, I had originally planned to go May the 4th to be in Hollywood Studios and try yes. and hop over to that park on May the 4th. But I had inadvertently made plans to go see Guardians of the Galaxy that night with some friends. It's kind of a tradition. We always go see the new Marvel movie like the night before it comes out. And uh, I did not want to break that tradition. So I pushed it out a week, uh, which was fine. Um, but yeah, so May 11th was the last time I was there. And that was a solo trip. Yeah. And that was a down and back in the same day, right? Yeah, yeah, I've done two of those this year, <laughs> one in January and one in May. And um, this one in May was a little bit more manageable. I went out a bit later and I came mm-hmm. back a bit earlier. And so I was home in my bed by like 10, 1030. It was kind of nice. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I want to try that at some point, but I have to watch for, you know, good prices and flights. Yeah, um, it's critical. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so sorry, back to the question of trip priorities. So what are your priorities for this trip? So for this trip, um, we are kind of taking it easy. Um, And, you know, sometimes when I go down there, especially since I started the Instagram account, um, I'll have like ideas and a list of like maybe some content or ideas I'd want to get, right, and film. Mm -hmm. Um, That gets annoying when you travel with your family and you're sort of like always capturing content and... Yeah. Um, and so that's why I take the solo trips. Um, this trip, the priority is to kind of like enjoy being in the parks. Um, since we are staying at the Grand Floridian, um, prioritizing like being in Magic Kingdom a bit more than usual because it's just mm-hmm. right there. And last year when we went, we stayed at the um, the Contemporary and loved being like right on the monorail right over next to the park. And so want to do that. Um, we are going to... Um, and for anyone who follows my Instagram, you know, I have an aversion to Animal Kingdom. And this this trip, we are, I have a park reservation for Animal Kingdom, which I kind of swore I would never do again. Um, but I've got to check out Pandora. And there's some food things in, in Animal Kingdom that I want to try. And I just want to give it another chance. And now that my daughter's older and she doesn't need to be in a stroller, like, you know, I want her to kind of experience some of the things in Animal Kingdom that look pretty cool. Um, we have, this is kind of our last shot uh, with my daughter being eight and maybe starting to feel like not so into the princesses, um, mm-hmm. but she she wants to do Bibbidi Boppity Boutique. So the second day we're there on the Monday, we have a reservation at Bibbidi Boppity Boutique to do the whole makeover thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we've got a couple of food um, reserve uh, dining reservations that we're we want to prioritize. We're going to do character breakfast at Ohana. Um, my wife has always wanted to eat at Chefs de France in Epcot, and um, of course, uh, 
the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue that's new. Um, well, new since I've been down there and has opened up. Um, we're going to do that for lunch on our second to last day. Um, and then Narcozy's for dinner um, at the Grand Floridian. Nice. Well, I'll be looking forward to hearing how that was because I had every intention of trying to get there when I was there in May and did not did not make it. Narcozy's? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Narcozy, but not Citricos that had the shrimp and grits um, right. on the menu. And I think it might be part of the appetizer list. And That's right. I had intended yep. to get that as an entree because I am a shrimp and grits fiend. <laughs> Can I, can I tell you the best shrimp and grits I've ever had? And uh-huh. this is going to offend somebody. So please like save your, okay. save your anger for dad's love Disney, not where I long to be podcast. The best shrimp and grits <laughs> I ever had was at uh, breakfast at Cinderella's Royal table. Okay. I'm not going to judge you because I've never had a meal at Cinderella's Royal table. So who knows, but I, I will tell you if it it's so on the good. menu, I will get it. And yeah. I, I also will not judge you because some of the best shrimp and grits I've had recently has been at the Brunch Cot uh, booth in Epcot. Oh, really? It is oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh. Fantastic. Okay. So. Cool. Okay. And you're sticking with Disney this trip. You're not going to venture out to any other off-property experiences. No. No. Once we get in that bubble, we're pretty we're pretty well set. I. There is interest in us going to Universal at some point. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but maybe next year. Um, but we'll likely then do like a combo trip where we stay in the Disney bubble and then bounce over to Universal at some point. But yeah. Are you a Harry Potter family as well? I'm not. My wife loves Harry Potter. My daughter sort of a little bit in the middle of the road. She likes the idea of it. Some of the later books and movies get a little dark and scary for her. So she's just maybe coming of age where that's not going to be so scary. Um, but yeah, I would say we're definitely more of a Disney, Disney, Star Wars, Marvel family. Okay. All right. Let's get in to the play by play or mm. the plan by plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So Sunday, June 18th is your arrival day. Will you be going to a park that day or, or no? Yes, we have park passes for Magic Kingdom. What time does your flight get in? How much of the day will you have? So we land at 1. Uh, I'm guessing we get to the resort maybe 145, well, probably 2, 2.15 by the time we get our luggage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's if there's no delays. Um, so yeah, so we'll we'll get in at 2.15. We kind of want to explore the the resort a bit now we've been to grand flutterity and to eat and kind of like just walk around um Mm -hmm. check it out but now as a guest like really explore it a little bit more and yeah we got a we got park reservations just in case we want to pop over for something Mm -hmm. to eat um i'm wondering whether or not i should get genie plus that day and start booking lightning lanes if we want to do something later at night we'll see probably play that one by ear a little bit um and maybe see the fireworks um, after we grab a bite to eat, I don't know. We'll, we're we're kind of going to, again, play it by ear. Um, on this last trip I took, I used uh, Standby Skipper. Have you ever used that in combination with your Genie Plus? No, no. What's 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 Standby Skipper? Oh, you don't know about it. Okay. So I heard about it, um, I think, from the Main Street Dish, uh, Bethany Benton, 
mentioned it. And then I think I might have also heard like the mouselets talk about it. Um, So this past trip, I decided to give it a, a go. And it's basically it's a third party app that works in conjunction with your Genie Plus. So you can either do it for one day or you can pay $45 for your entire trip. And basically it friends you through the My Disney Experience app. And then it can book your your Genie Plus Lightning Lanes on your behalf, um, which sounded a little nerve wracking at first because I like to have control. but. I did not feel a loss of control because you can always cancel or modify anything you want to do. Um, The reason I tried it this trip was because I have a big trip coming up next February where my sister and her sons are going to be coming for the first time. And I thought it might be nice to have like the additional digital hands to, to help with these things. And so this was sort of a test run. But what I found was that as a solo goer, it also helped me because at 7 a.m., I didn't have to worry about booking my first lightning lane at the same time that I was trying to do a virtual queue. Um, so oh. basically what you do is after you've purchased Genie Plus, whether that's at midnight or in the morning, you tell the app what Uh, park you're planning to go to that day and your priority for rides and then it will look for them in the background so i would do it you know usually after midnight and that way in the morning it would just automatically book something for me and every time you're eligible to get another lightning lane if you have told it enough things about your preferences it, it will go ahead and continue to do that throughout the day. So you don't have to be nearly as tied to your phone or setting alarms or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, I thought it was great. I really appreciated it as a solo park goer because I was able to kind of put my phone down for a bit. Um, and what I ended up doing was letting it book things with the intention of modifying them so that I could get as much bang for my buck out of the Genie Plus as possible. So I'd get the most lightning lanes that I could, but Mm -hmm. that I would just push them back to later in the day. So throughout the day, I was getting every time there was like a two-hour window had passed or whatever, or it would just book the next one. And I would wait until an afternoon time was available when I actually wanted to ride it and just modify the lightning lane to the time I actually wanted to do it. Cause if you tell the app, Oh, I want to only do things in the afternoon, it's not going to be able to start booking you things until it starts to see those afternoon times pop up. Right. But if you say I want it in the morning and it books you for the morning, as long as you don't let the window of time expire, you can just keep modifying it till it gets to be the actual time of day that you want it to be. And that way that two hour window starts from the original booking time and not from later in the day when those afternoon times are available, if that makes sense. Yeah, brilliant. So that's the piece that's critical. I think like that yeah. that modification window that didn't always exist, right? That just came back like maybe six months ago or something. I forget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, we'll I'll have to try that. Um, and it's called yeah, uh, Standby Skipper. It's called Standby Skipper. And if you go to their website, which I think is just standbyskipper.com. There's um, actually a video, I think right in the middle of the screen of Bethany Benton explaining how, how it's used. And it's a pretty mm. good, you know, 
few minute explanation of how it's used showing screenshots. And I, I have to say, I really liked it. And I, I'm just getting started in this podcast. This is not a sponsor. I don't have that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> not yet. But, <laughs> but I, I will say that I will definitely be using it again because I, I got yeah. a lot of value out of not having to be stuck in my phone quite as much. So. Yeah, that I, you know, it's funny, like, I enjoy that, like, hacking Genie Plus, stacking the lightning lanes, making the most of it, you know, that kind of thing. I, I enjoy that. But sometimes I'm like, God, I'm looking down at my phone constantly, I'm constantly checking what's available, what should we do? It, yeah. it sounds really nice. I'll have to I'll have to check that out. Now, what's the do you know the average cost like on top of Genie Plus that it... I don't remember what the cost for one day is, but mm-hmm. it's forty five dollars if you want it for your whole trip. Basically, like it's it's either one day or seven days that you do. So, um, so I just did the seven day option, and it can book for up to ten people. So even if you have a larger party, it will look for larger bookings like that. And so, like, for example, if the window of time when I could make a new lightning lane happened while I was on a ride or something, I didn't have to worry about it. It just did it while I was riding. Yeah, that's, I think there's value in that because I don't know about you, but like I'll scan into that that second checkpoint getting on a ride. Yeah. And that's when you could like jump back in, right? If you're sort of right in your two hour window and you're trying to get on a ride. Right. You're like, you know, like and, and trying to enjoy the attraction in the queue, whatever. Like you don't want to just pick up your phone and like, you know, walk out into like trip on your child or something like. So that's yeah. really nice. I'll have to try that. Yeah. And I mean, for a family, because it's just the one cost, it's it's really not that bad. I mean, all of this stuff yeah. starts to add up. And I have to say, you know, mm-hmm. what a privilege to even be able to go to Disney, much less be right. able to afford to do the Genie Plus than then to be afford, able to afford to add on. Um, something like this. But if you're able to have that cost within your trip budget, I really liked it. So that's great. Um, okay. So fireworks and then Saturday the night, excuse me, Monday the 19th. What is the plan for that day? So we have a, again, we have a reservation, park reservation at Magic Kingdom, and we have no dining reservations. The only reservation we have is at Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique at 5.45 p.m. That's the Magic Kingdom location, or have they reopened the Grand Floridian location? That is the Magic Kingdom location. As far as I know, they have not reopened the Grand Floridian option. Okay. Um, which we probably would have, I don't know. I don't know which one we would have done. Uh, either one, probably. Uh, just yeah. feel lucky to be able to get a reservation. Because for a while, it was very hard to get a reservation there you had to call i think like almost mm-hmm. a year in advance or something it was very different than any other disney booking experience and we did that specifically because uh, you know it's mid to late june in orlando it's going to be hot i don't want to have my daughter like all bibbidi boppity boutiqued up you know and then have her go jump in the pool or have it be like in the park in a dress with the whole stuff uh, all the stuff um, melting Melting, so we thought let's do it at the end of the day. Five forty-five is good because we can grab a bite to eat if we're hungry before, or get a bite to eat after. I live by mobile ordering, um, mm-hmm. and I don't understand changer. the people who don't use it. Like who I, is standing in that line? <laughs> and they and and everybody looks angry when you walk up to get your mobile order thing. You just you like you just walked in and you just walk up and grab it. Mm-hmm. I everyone is able to do it. 
I, I, it's like my number one mission to just like, like you have to mobile order. It will improve your experience in going to the parks. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like it, it, a, a hundredfold, a thousandfold. It's, it, it's just a, it's incredible. The only downside is that sometimes on busy days, you need to maybe pick out what you want for lunch an hour beforehand, you know? So mm-hmm. if you're one of those, like, I don't know what I want to eat. It might be a little stressful for you in the moment, but you'll be glad that you just, you know, grabbed a burger or a piece of pizza or, you know, chicken tenders, like take it from me. There's no bad chicken tender at Disney. Um, <laughs> do, do it, like, just do it. You'll, you'll be so glad. It's so stress-free. You just walk in, I'm here, grab your food, go sit down. It's, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. So we'll probably do, um, you know, unless something that catches our eye on a, in a dining reservation in the moment pops up, um, we'll probably grab a, a, a quick service dinner, um, in Magic Kingdom, we're, I'm, I'm a big fan of Cosmic Rays. Um, okay. And yeah, yeah, which is not also a popular thing. Yeah, I have not been there in a really long time. So yeah. uh, I feel like I'm I'm due for a, a retry of that because I tend to go for, for some of the other ones like, uh, yeah. uh, what is this, Har- Columbia Harbor House and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I want to check that out too. So we might, we might check out Columbia Harbor house this time because we've never done that before. Um, but we're just kind of going to fly by the seat of our pants. Well, the, 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 the goal for that day, you know, I'd say the priority is I'm going to try to get us an individual lightning lane for Tron light cycle run at night. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went back in May, I was able to ride it twice. I did a virtual queue and an individual lightning lane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able to get on a virtual queue as an individual lightning lane, thanks to my my friend, um, the Diz Mom, who's another um, Instagram Disney influencer. Um, and she sort of added me to her party group and booked that for me. So I was I was really thankful that I was able to go on twice. Um, mm-hmm. But I really want to do it at night with the the grid all kind of lit up. Um, yeah. So so that's what we're gonna try and do that night. Um, during the day, I'd love for us to do maybe like things that we don't get to quite a bit. Um, now that my daughter's a little bit older, like jungle cruise, um, you know, maybe, um, well, believe it or not, she's never ridden the teacups. So get on the teacups, do some things we've just not done before and prioritized because we, you know, we, we go on one or two, maybe three rides in a day and then we're, we're out, we're back to the resort or back to our dinner reservation or whatever it might be. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of the priority for the day, for that Monday. A little bit of a take it easy because we do have a, a few dinner reservations the next few days, and and we'll probably be moving around quite a bit. Sure, um, I didn't find it hard to get the individual lightning lane for Tron at night. When I did that, oh okay, in the morning I was able to scroll and get like the very last reservation of the day without issue. Um, now that's I great. did do that. I think the day I did that, I did the virtual queue for it as well. And I prioritized getting the virtual queue because that I, I knew that if I waited, I wouldn't get an earlier group. And then as soon as I had that, I booked the individual lightning lane and it's, there was still plenty of availability for nighttime. Yeah, that's great. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. It gives me, you know, a a more confidence. And so, yeah, so that's, that's kind of, kind of be the goal. Um, Will your daughter ride Tron? Is she a, a thrill seeker? She is. Um, she said she would. At first, she was like, "No, I don't think so." But then, when she saw the video, like the photo pass video, of mm-hmm. of me on the bike, you know, kind of going that, um, she was like, "Oh, I want to do that." And I was like, "Great, you can do it." Um, she's tall enough. She she went on Guardians, um, 
a year ago and she said it was her favorite ride but i mean like for an hour or two after she got off of it she was not right <laughs> she was a little bit scrambled i think it, it scrambled her a little bit so um but she said so she's yeah she's a little bit of a thrill seeker she kind of just jumps on no hesitation you know seven dwarfs mine train no hesitation big thunder mountain splash mountain she absolutely loved so yeah she's yeah. i think she'll i think i think she'll end up getting on it she'll see how cool it looks and she won't want to be left out she'll, she'll jump on yeah and and if she does not like it she does not have to do it again yeah and it's a it, it is a quick ride i mean oh, I know a lot of people yeah. complain about it. it's a very quick ride but i loved it and it, it's very smooth i mean guardians has all the the twisting and turning which messes some people up thank goodness i'm not yeah. one of those people but um yeah, yeah this is I, I think it's pretty easy as far as like fast coasters go. All right. So Tuesday, June the 20th, what's happening that day? So that day we have park reservations at Animal Kingdom. Um, but we also are doing the character breakfast at Ohana at about mm-hmm. nine o'clock. Um, so, so we'll start the day at Ohana um, and then pop over to Animal Kingdom and at that point, probably have an idea of like what kind of liking lanes we'll have. I mm-hmm. would like to prioritize um, flight of passage if we can, mm-hmm. um, and you know maybe the safari, and that might be it. Um, I did have a lunch reservation <laughs> for um, oh my gosh, the character lunch. Where is that at? Tusker House. Tusker House, sorry, yeah, at Tusker House, but we have dinner reservations later that day in Epcot at Chefs de France, and that felt like a lot, like a bit of a late breakfast, a lunch, and then our dinner at Chefs de France is at 6.10, so not like later, but maybe early enough where we wouldn't be hungry, so I canceled that reservation and said, maybe we'll do walk-up, you know, and see if there's any any spots at Yak at Yeti, Um, that's Mm -hmm. sort of been on my list, those those ahi tuna nachos look unbelievable. So I, uh, you know, I want to try those. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the plan for the day, depending on how far we get with animal kingdom. And when we want to bounce back to the resort, I, I could see that being a bit of a pool afternoon, mm-hmm. um, at the resort, if it's nice, it's not raining or just chill out at the resort, explore, and then, and then grab the monorail transfer over to Epcot and uh, head to dinner. Can I ask for Animal Kingdom? You you mentioned that you were not a huge fan. What is it about Animal Kingdom that has has been, I guess, on the unappealing side before now? <clears throat> yeah, um, <laughs> this is a bit of a funny story. We're going back to the the time I was at Disney when I was sixteen, and I went with some extended family. And if they are listening to this, they're going to be cracking up. Um, it's one of our favorite stories to talk about. Um, especially in reference to me making fun of my father. Um, he was the, he, it, th- this Instagram account in many ways is a tribute to him that week at Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, I think um, he took, he wanted to get every single moment of enjoyment and every single dollar spent, like, um, you know, get, get sort of value for that dollar spent. Mm-hmm. And that, that's tough. And so he was waking up every morning at like 5.30 a.m. We stayed off, off property, gassed up the minivan to drive everybody over, 
I think we got to do, we got to Animal Kingdom, and this was in '98, I think. Mm-hmm. So it had opened only three three years earlier, three or four years earlier, um, and it was in June again, and it just marched us around Animal Kingdom. It was like the hottest day I ever remember in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And we, we went early on the safari. There were no animals because it was too hot. Um, and we just kind of wandered aimlessly. And w- like we like some of the kids, uh, my cousins wanted to stop for lunch. And I don't remember this exactly. And I know I'm, I'm embellishing the story a bit. But like I do remember him saying we're not stopping for lunch. And that like I should we should have eaten a bigger breakfast. And I was like, one my my one cousin was like dehydrated, had to like take like almost passed out, had to take a break. Like, and the the plan, the plan was to meet at the front of the tree of life at, at a certain time. I forget what time. So we're just walking in circles around the tree of life because there is it's a circle. There is no front. Now there's the front of the park, obviously, which I knew right. like but, but he was so just like, you know, focused on marching us around that, uh, you know, I, he, he was like, where's the front of the tree? He said, where's the front of the tree of life? And I just said to him, like, it's a perfect, it's a circle. There is no front. And he lost his mind. Like, like one of those like Disney parent meltdowns that you see. And I just like in that moment was like, not for me. I don't ever want to go. So you know, I sort of play up the fact that I don't ever want to go to Animal Kingdom again, like, you know, quite a bit. Um, you know, I did go back once when my daughter was three. We took her her first trip and we went back to that dinosaur area. Mm-hmm. And again, we went probably May. It was like a hot day. There wasn't a lot going on. I, I don't know, like the animals weren't out. So we're probably I'm probably going at the wrong times all the time. It was before they had Pandora open. Mm-hmm. Um it's just not a park that I've ever enjoyed. I was thrilled to hear that they might be adding more to it or that there's like ideas of plans of things they could add and retheming mm-hmm. of things. And, and that sounds like an, because I think they really need to invest in the park to have yeah. like some must see attractions and lands there. I, I would be all on board, but right now I just haven't had great luck with animal kingdom. And the last two trips where we've taken, you know, quite a bit, we spent quite a bit of time in the parks, at least four plus days. Um, we skip it. Um, we tend mm-hmm. to stay over by Epcot. And so we're bouncing between Epcot and Hollywood Studios or we're getting over to Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that's enough for us. I mean, those three parks alone, I love, 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 love. So, so yeah, so, so that's my sort of like Animal Kingdom story. Um, one of the things that my family and I joke about is my dad. Now, <laughs> this again, an homage to him. I, you'll often see me with a fanny pack on in the parks. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, and I, I would make fun of him for wearing a fanny pack when I was 16, because like, you know, I'm an obnoxious 16 year old. And I was sort of saying like, the more stressed he got, the higher the fanny pack got like on until <laughs> basically the fanny pack was like choking him. And so we kind of joke in my family, like, Oh, what's your fanny pack? Like my stress level is related to my fanny pack level. Like, am I, in my uh-huh. neck? Am I, is it like around my eyeballs? Like it's kind of a funny, like, joke it's about like a first fanny trip. pack meter fanny pack meter yeah so i'm trying to figure out how to introduce that on, on my instagram channel but i feel like it needs so much backstory that like i haven't quite cracked the code on how to bring that uh uh-huh. to the masses yet yeah oh my goodness okay but i have I'm to give it another shot i have to give have it another to. shot yeah. i feel like this is going to be your time um there's 
you know, I would say of all of the the parks, uh, it's the one that I can do everything I want to in one day. I certainly don't need to go back a second day. If I if I had the opportunity and plenty of, of days on my trip, then I might go back a second time. But you can get everything you want done in one day if you play it right. And I think that um, it's a great park if you're a foodie. So when you say you have a big breakfast reservation and you have a big dinner planned, if it were me, I would basically just snack all afternoon instead of sitting Mm. down to eat a lunch because there's so many good snacks there. Um, And then I would say don't sleep on the shows. So like... um, going to see the Finding Nemo musical or taking the mm. train out to the conservation station and doing the animation experience where you sit and draw. It's just such a nice relaxing thing to do in the middle of the day with air conditioning. And then there's a petting zoo back there. And, you know, I, I think that it's one of those parks where if you, if you don't know where to go, it can just feel like you're in the middle of the zoo or God forbid you get over into that dinosaur area. I love the dinosaur ride, but that Dino Land USA, I am really not a huge fan of that land because to have a land that's themed like a uh, traveling uh, carnival has packed up and left, every single one of us who grew up in small town America has seen that in real life and it's not an exciting theme. So, and particularly now that that little, uh, whatever that coaster was, I can't remember what it was called, but since that's Mm. closed, there's not even any good rides in it. So besides dinosaur, which I mean, not everybody likes dinosaur, but I do. (laughs) The animation thing is Mm -hmm. one thing that I sort of was like, maybe we'll try and do that. Like if we, you know, maybe we'll do a ride in Pandora, we'll do Mm -hmm. flight of passage and then just do, um, the animation thing. Now, do you have to book, can you just walk up and do no, that? Or do you, you have just to book walk that? Up. You okay. just, if you're going to do the safari anyway, it's right next to that. So you just kind of okay. play it by ear. I, I mean, I would prioritize safari because you get a chance to see all the animals, but then as soon as you're done there, you're right next to the entrance to kept, catch the train. The train comes maybe every five minutes or so. And so you just wait for the train to come. It's it's a few minute ride out there. And then all that's out there is the building where they do the animation experience. And then there's like a petting zoo. And there's, there's some kind of like sciency labs that you can see. I've never really paid attention to what's in the labs. I've just gone to do the animation. Um, but it's a lot of fun. And they have a, an animator sitting there giving you instruction on how to do it. And then you have something to take home with you that's free. So you do have to pay attention to the times yeah. for the animation. Like while the train comes every five minutes, the animation experience happens. I don't know what the frequency is. I want to say maybe like every 30 minutes or an every on the, every hour or something like that. Like it's, it's frequent throughout the day, but if you get out there at a time, you just want to make sure that it's, it's coincides with the time when, when the animation experience will be starting soon. Yeah. Okay. So. That's good. That's good to know. Um, Yes, yeah, see, I don't know anything about Animal Kingdom. <laughs> I just <laughs> stayed out of it completely. Um, okay, so crossing my fingers that this this time will be your time and that you will, at the very least, come back with a more positive um, outlook on Animal Kingdom. Um, Me too. All right, so Wednesday, this is your last full day? 
This is our last full day. Yeah. Um, okay. And so we have we have a park reservation at Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. And no breakfast plans. We are um, getting lunch uh, at twelve forty-five at uh, the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited for that menu. Um, we're we love uh, as a family. We love barbecue, mm-hmm. and so um, and specifically like the sides in a weird way. Like no, the sides, the sides are the best barbecue. part. Best yeah. part, right? Like like you could have kind of mediocre ribs or brisket. But if like the mac and cheese or like the coleslaw or the potato salad is really good, like you're like, oh, that's, that's okay. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so we're excited for that. Um, and we, you know, we have spent a lot of time in Galaxy's Edge the last, the last few trips, um, me in particular, and then, you know, for my solo trips. But then we did the Galactic Star Cruiser last year. And, you know, you spend kind of a whole, well, you could spend a whole day. We spent a half day in, mm-hmm. in um, Galaxy's Edge as part of that excursion at the Star Cruiser. So, I mean, my daughter loves the Millennium Falcon ride. And so we mm-hmm. might jump on that. But our, our goal is to get my wife on Slinky Dog. She has never been on Slinky Dog Coaster. And so our, our sole purpose that morning is to get her on, or that day, I should say, get her on Slinky Dog. Um and then, you know, I, I can't imagine that we won't do Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I, we love that ride. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I sort of like, I kind of, I want it to be my favorite ride at Disney. Um, but Rise of the Resistance is so good. And I love Star Wars so much. It's hard for me not to like, you know, say that that's my favorite ride. But um, the the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, I, I could just, gosh, I, I could go on that ride again and again and again. And I just smile the entire time year to year. I just love it. Mm-hmm. Do you come out singing? Uh, I, I was singing on the way to the bus stop this morning. You know, <laughs> nothing can stop us now. <laughs> yeah. So, and my, and my daughter's like, no, stop. <laughs> it's so we, catchy. I know. We sing that around here too a little bit. But um, yeah. so, how has your wife never gotten on Slinky Dog? How is your daughter's been on it? Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. So, we went last June and we met some friends in the park. Um, some a friend of my wife that she went to school with, uh, her, her and her family were in the park. And the day before they went, the day before we met them there, they were gifted a VIP tour. Oh, and so wow. they did, they did all of the rides in every park the day before. And they just happened to go to Hollywood studios. We had dinner reservations together. We were going to spend the day together in galaxy's edge and toy story land. And, and we had a blast, but because they, you know, there's a bunch of them, their extended family, their um, grandparents, um, aunt and uh, and kids, they had all been on Slinky Dog the day before. And mm-hmm. so we didn't have a lightning lane, but they had them all set up on their bands like, oh, do you want to go on this ride here? Here, take my band. And they went on. And, and so she got sort of by weird extension, like a bit of a VIP tour of Hollywood studios herself. Cause they just like, you want to go fly them in and fuck it? Here you go. Like, here's the, here's the, here's the magic band. Just go scan in. So yeah. So, so she went on with her friends without us. And then when I went back in January up with a friend of mine, a fellow Disney dad, um, we went on it, uh, together. Mm-hmm. So I'd been on it. Uh, my daughter had been on it and then, um, my, my wife had not been on it. I hope that she likes the ride. I think it's one of those that, when we talked about the nostalgia and like bringing out your inner child, there's something about that part where it's like, 
I don't even know what to, like the dipsy do type part where you're going like, ba-dum, 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 and it just makes you smile. Um, I assume that she likes thrilling rides. My wife? Yeah. Like she's fine with them. Oh yeah. 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 Like we'll, we'll, we'll she even mentioned like wanting to get on tower of terror maybe okay. too, like that day yeah. or that night. So we'll, yeah, we'll see. But yeah. Make sure that you request the back of Slinky Dog Ben because I would say worse than any of the other coasters. When the cars go up the hill, the front section goes over the hill very slowly until the back catches up and then it starts to go fast. So if you're oh. in the front, it feels pretty slow and like, meh, okay. Um, but if you request to sit at the back, they might make you wait one second while another car comes in or something, but generally you can get towards the yeah. back and then you don't experience that. Oh, wow. Uh, that's a good, so that's a good tip. Yeah. I think last time I, well, the first time and only time I've been on it, I rode closer to the front and yeah. felt like it was slow. So yeah, uh, uh, that's great. Yeah. Cause you, you start to go over the front of that, that hill and you're, you're like, Oh, okay. We're not going Our okay. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. okay. So you have lunch plans. What are your what are your plans for dinner time? Are you going to stay till park close? Or are you heading back to the Grand Floridian? No, we're gonna head we're gonna head back to the Grand Floridian, and then that night we have a reservation about six at Narcozy's. Okay. Um, okay. And so yeah, so we're gonna do that. Um, I imagine after dinner, we might park hop into Magic Kingdom again. It's sort of like a a thing we do on every trip. The last night we'll head into magic kingdom and soak up a bit of that park. It, it um, even though I'm a massive star Wars fan and galaxy's edge is like the coolest place in the world. Magic kingdom is still my favorite park. Um, really? okay. it gives me, it gives, it gives me the feels. Um, it's got nostalgia. It's got the castle and all, all the things. And I just, I just love being there. So, yeah. So, um, we might pop into magic kingdom. We'll see again. We're going to play that one by ear and see how we feel. Are you doing any part time on your departure day? I don't have. No, we don't. I don't have any dinner or uh, dinner. I don't have any park reservations for our last day. You know, checkouts at eleven a.m. Our flight out is at I think one. So, okay. um, we'll probably wake up. Um, maybe get if if we don't do like a quick serve or like a room service breakfast, the um. Is it the Grand Floridian Cafe has a great mm-hmm. breakfast um, where mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not a huge breakfast fan or like breakfast food fan, but mm-hmm. at the Grand Floridian Cafe, you can get like a, like a Reuben for breakfast. They have like basically a brunch menu that's, and I was, I'm like all about that. So like 7.30 AM, if I can get a Reuben, that's like the start of a great day. <laughs> Um, which I, I, the look on your face, you're like, what? <laughs> well, I, I don't care for Rubens, but also I'm wondering, is that the only thing like that that they have at that time? Is it just randomly a Reuben or is there also the option to get other lunch type foods? No, you can get a salad. You can get a quesadilla. You can get like basically lunch. The lunch menu is fully available as soon as they open up. And I okay. love that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I've eaten at the Grand Floridian Cafe once and it was pretty good they have shrimp and grits so i think you can guess what i ordered um i have to say the brunch cot booth shrimp and grits is better okay okay well i'm interested i mean even if we if we fill up at chefs de france i might have to swing by that booth afterwards um just just to sample it just to test it 
Yeah, I, I will say that overall for Flower and Garden for the booths, I didn't love as many as I thought I would. Whereas with Festival of mm. the Arts, they have a ton of booths that I really liked. But this this most recent time, I just didn't find as much that I liked. But the couple things that I did love were the shrimp and grits and then the taco vampiro over in Mexico. And then, of course, the violet lemonade, because you got to do that. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So flight out at 1 p.m. and then back to yeah. reality. Um, do you have reality. to do you have to work the next day or did you take off Friday just to have a day to recover? No, I took off Friday um, and we're going to recover. And yeah, so I, I took off um, and we'll we might because we live in the northeast. We live out, you know, we live outside the Philadelphia area. Um, we might pop over to Jersey and go to the one uh, go to the shore, uh, mm-hmm. kind of extend the vacation vibes a little bit that weekend. But see see how it goes yeah nice um we like to get to the jersey shore at least once every summer just even just for the day um okay well that sounds like an amazing trip i'm excited for some of these new or newer things to you that you're doing and i can't wait to hear all about it yeah it's you say like these all these new things it's so funny like you know i am kind of late to the disney game like i i've not been you know, I, I had sort of that one experience when I was 16. It wasn't great. And um, part of what I love about this is that I am experiencing some of these things for the first time that people, like my wife had been there every year or every other year. Like she, like test, test Track is like an old ride to her. Like she's like, oh yeah, Test Track, it's fine. It's great. It's fun. But like been there, done that. And I'm like, yeah, but I haven't been on it yet. Like I, I want to go on. Like let's, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm getting to experience all of these things for the first time, really, as I make my way through the parks mm-hmm. and it is so much fun. Um, and, um, and yeah, so I'm really enjoying, enjoying this and, and again, connecting with, with people like you and, and I get all kinds of, I get smarter about Disney every time I talk to someone. And so even just like you giving me the tips around animal kingdom, like I've been sort of taking mental notes that I'm going to jot down once, once we're done here. And, and um, I really appreciate it. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to talk to you. So with that, we will magically transport ourselves to post-trip. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, Kevin. Hello. You look like you're fresh off a Disney trip. Yeah, like the right level of like a little bit of sunburn and a little bit of exhaustion. Is that <laughs> Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, overall, how was it? Overall it was great. Um like like every, you know, Disney trip for for at least me and uh our family, I think, you know, bumps along the way with our travels that that are, you know, unavoidable in some cases and totally out of your control. Um but overall, some really, really cool moments and memories, and uh, and we had a blast. And I we, we we went we went pretty hard, you know. I, I would say maybe because we were only there for four days, four to, four full days, um, we went maybe harder than uh, than than we're used to. Um, mm-hmm. And so so yeah, so we're all we're all still recovering a little bit, tired and a little bit, uh, you know, have, suffering a little bit from the the post Disney trip blues. Oh yeah. Those are tough, but I find that what gets me through those is 
listening to Disney podcasts and following Disney content. That's and right. The most of all, though, planning the next Disney trip. <laughs> if you have that one Bingo. in the books, it, it will it will be helpful. All right. So let's just get into it. So let's start with your travel day. How was your flight down? Any issues with the flight there? Yeah, yeah, we had um, kind of issues both both uh, both sides of it. Um, so going down, we woke up and our flight was delayed. Now, luckily, we were still at home, so it was just kind of like a bummer. Like, oh, we're not going to get there as early as we thought. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we're not going to have as much time to explore either the resort, um, the Grand Floridian, or you know, as much park time. But we're at least we're home and we're not stuck at the airport, right? So mm-hmm. great, let's just take a nice lazy Sunday morning. And let's, let's, you know, let's take it easy. And so we did that. Uh, it felt very leisurely and kind of like out of the ordinary, you know, usually you're leaving for a Disney trip. We tend to leave in like early or mid morning. And so to be leaving at like, you know, um, well, I think it was one o'clock felt a little bit, um, different for us. So yeah. So we got some lunch at the airport and, um, and board our trip. But that once we got on the, on the plane, you know, smooth flight down. Um, and, uh, and that was fine. So then we get to MCO, you know, jump on the Skylink, which apparently the Skylink was down and I had never seen that before. I just saw that online the other day. They were like, it, I, I don't know. It, it's such a first world problem, but it looked like a scene out of a movie, all these people dragging their things. <laughs> it, so what was so odd was that it must've just been the one Skylink. Um, the other one was operational. And so I, but you know, I, I was like, Oh, well this, the, here comes the train. Let's jump on. But the door was open and people were wa- walking in the heat from, from the, the term, you know, B terminal all the way over to sort of the main, um, um, you know, the main baggage claim area. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, let's get on this train. So we got on the Skylink. But it was, it was very surreal. It was like these people making the pilgrimage both ways in the, in the heat, um, seemed like a really rough way to either start or end the vacation. So lucky that we got on when we did, cause we were trying to figure out, do we walk or do we wait? Uh-huh. And so we, we lucked out. We took the Skylink over. What time was that that you landed though? Cause you mm. were originally supposed to land at one and it sounds like you didn't end up leaving until one. Yeah, maybe we left at like uh, 12. Sorry, maybe we left at 12. Um, and we landed at like 3, I believe, a little bit before 3. Okay. And so we, t- we took, we, you know, we took the Skylink over, went down and, um, you know, waited for our bags. My bag comes out. My daughter's bag comes out. My wife's bag does not come out. That and, is the fear. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what did you do? And so we're like, oh, no. Like, I'm like, oh, no. So... She walks over to, you know, we, we flew American. So she walks over to the, the, the baggage um, office and they knew immediately where it was um, somehow. It went on because our flight was delayed. There was a flight leaving Philadelphia going to Orlando 35 minutes behind us. Uh, and so they had, you know, I'm guessing they look at the tag and they just put it on that flight instead. So they knew exactly where it was. We just had to wait for that flight to land and then for it to come out. So we got delayed and we were waiting in baggage claim another 45 minutes. Oh my goodness. And I said, and they, they, you know, they said like, Hey, you can wait, uh, or we can bring it to your hotel. 
and my wife, you know, she chose to wait. And I, I was kind of like chopping at the bit. I was like, let's go to the hotel. Let's get out of here. You know, you just don't want it. But she, I think, you know, she was nervous that like, then she wouldn't get her bag until like the yeah. next day or something. And so totally get that. And it did, it was like 45 minutes and we had the bag and then we were, we were off um, to jump on our transport to the, to the resort. Yeah. I totally would have waited too, just because, I mean, you've got a lot of things in your bag and what if they go missing and you don't want to have to deal with repurchasing. It's a headache to have to wait and it's a bummer at the beginning of your trip, but I feel like, yeah, yeah, I'd rather that kind of stuff happen right at the get go than to have a hot trek through the sun with my bags on the other end of it, I think, just because then that's the last thing you think of when you think of the trip. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we were already delayed another 45 minutes. We still had, you know, we still had park tickets. We still had park reservations for Magic Kingdom that night. So we, we knew we were going to get to the park at some point, probably head over there for dinner now. And that was kind of always our plan. We were going to explore the the resort a little bit, but um, we probably got to do less of that on the first day. Just kind of like mosey around the resort and check, check out where things were, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where was, uh, was your, first of all, was your room, room ready when you got there and where was your room located within the resort? Yeah. So on our flight down, um, I got the notification cause I was, I was logged into the Wi-Fi that our room is ready. I always do the direct to room service on the, my Disney experience app. It's just so Me too. Effort, effortless. Um, and so the room was ready like on our flight down and we were in the Sugarloaf uh, building in the Grand Floridian. We didn't book one of the main rooms in the main building. What I didn't know is that those rooms I don't even think were available or there were not many that were available. There is a tremendous amount of uh, construction and uh, refurbishing going on at the Grand Floridian in the lobby itself. And I think in the specific rooms of the main building. So what did you see in the lobby? Because I don't think I saw construction per se when I was there in May. So I'm curious to what level yeah. of renovation was happening in the lobby. Oh, so yeah, I took a video of us like walking into the Grand Floridian right through the main building. And like mm-hmm. you walk in and the door, the double doors open up and it's plywood, white plywood with oh. signs to go either way. Half of the lobby was just a rat, like, cordoned off right wow um, so i was there only a month before yeah. you and there was none of that okay yeah yeah and it and and so and then you look up and there's curtains around from the third floor up where the actual rooms are there's mm-hmm. curtains around those those like openings mm-hmm. because i think they're refurbishing the rooms in the main building as well oh wow so and then the whole outside by gasparilla's uh island grill Mm-hmm. that's all got construction going on too. Um, they're building scaffolding around that. So they have okay. like specific like areas to get into that, um, that quick serve sort of cafe area. Um, so our building was right next to Gasparilla's. If you're familiar with okay, where it is. Got it. It's right got it. off well, the main building. Convenient at least for your refillable Super mug. Super <laughs> convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Super convenient because we were, you know, we, I, I think I said, you know, I said earlier, like we do, uh, a lot of like resort time and pool time. Mm-hmm. We were right across from the courtyard pool. Our room was on the first floor um, on the other side. So facing the, um, the seven seas lagoon, the, the, the canal, like the boat area, basically where you take off from the boats mm-hmm. um, right on the end. So it was kind of a, like a nice quiet area, even though we were on the first floor mm-hmm. and um and I had a quick walk out to Gasparilla's, which we did quite a bit for the mobile, you know, lunch, flatbreads, pizzas for the kiddo and that kind of thing when we were at the pool. 
and then right across from the pool. And then we, we had dinner reservations at Narcozy's. We'll talk about that later, but um, that was right on the other side of the building. And then the main building was only, yeah, like a two minute walk and you're sort of right there, quick elevator up to the monorail and you're out the door. It was great. We could have been much, much further away from everything and we weren't. It was very, very good. I loved the location. What'd you think of the pool? The courtyard pool was great. It has that walk-in zero grade entry, um, which was very cool. And then it goes all the way up to five feet. The only thing about that pool that we didn't love Lots of chairs, lots of room, tons of kids, and my my daughter made friends. Um, the menu at the courtyard, it's called the courtyard pool. The menu at the courtyard pool bar is very limited. Yes. Yeah, the first night we got there, we were like, let's just grab something here. Mm-hmm. And that way, because we went, so we, we checked in, we put our stuff down. We just got changed and went right to the pool because that's what my daughter wanted to do. Because nice. she was so good traveling with all the delays. I basically said, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to the parks? Do you want to go to the pool? Do you want to chill out in the room? We can do whatever you want to do. I want to go to the pool. So we went to the pool. We said, let's get something to eat here. And then maybe we'll get a snack a little bit later. Um, we go to the courtyard pool bar. They have like a sat, like a, like a, yeah, like a Caesar salad. My, my daughter wanted a hot dog. They had one hot dog left. I was like, Oh, just get me a hot dog. Like no hot dogs. Oh, well, get me like a cha- the sandwich, the no sandwiches left. And they were right about to close. So it was like right at the end. And my wife was like, I'm starving. I'm getting a salad. I'm like, that's fine. I'll wait and just eat something in the park later. So, yeah. So we spent like an hour, an hour and a half at the pool. We hung out. We swum around. And um, and then we said, all right, well, let's go and shower and get ready. And we'll we'll head over to we'll head over to Magic Kingdom and check it out. And there was a storm earlier in the day. And the weather was great. It was like that post-storm cool off which Mm -hmm. doesn't always happen in orlando sometimes it'll storm and it'll be kind of just muggy even maybe more muggy yeah it was it was a bit different it was like after the storm there's like a breeze and it felt really nice at night as the sun was going down so we went over to magic kingdom and it was like a beautiful night i bet you had a really nice sky too because of beautiful sky beautiful sky that was another thing about that that building too sugarloaf house um the way it's situated, it sort of uh, faces like it's long ways perpendicular to the castle. Mm-hmm. So on one side you can see the contemporary, and on the other uh, and on the other side it's sort of just like that empty area of the lagoon that goes out towards like the ticket and transportation center. Mm-hmm. So there's not a great view, but if you just like if we walked out like out of our our building and like around, you could see the castle, you could see you know Space Mountain, and just a perfect view. And then right in front of Gasparilla's there, they have that patio with just an incredible view of the fireworks. And so, um, you know, they pipe it throughout the whole resort. And so it was just, it was very, very cool. We could sit on our patio and listen to the music and see a bit of the fireworks off the edge of the building and, and that kind of thing. So I really, I really, really enjoyed that part of it. Um, without having a resort view room, it felt like we were getting a bit of that view without, you know, having, having to, to pay that price. Yeah. Ah, that's so nice. So when you did head over to the parks, you hopped on the monorail? We did. Yeah. Yeah. We, we jumped on the monorail. Um, so fast from there. First, first stop. It's, you know, now coming back, it's a little bit different, but yeah, first stop, it's just like, Oh my gosh, we're here. And so, um, yeah, that was fantastic. So what was your first stop once you got off in magic kingdom? We, gosh, what did we do? Um, so we, earlier that morning, I booked an individual lightning lane for Tron at nine o'clock. 
because we wa- I wanted to ride it at night. Um, and I remember you wanted your, your daughter to get a chance to ride it. Did that happen? <laughs> it sure did. We're get, we were going to test that out and kind of make a game. Like I booked her on it, but look, if she didn't want to go, if she was too scared, like it would have been fine. But we had some time between when we got to the park and the, the individual lightning lane. Um, so we went over to Tomorrowland and we did the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. And that was a lot of fun. I had never done that before. It was always sort of a skip for us. And so so we went in and it was my, my daughter was belly laughing um, at the show. She loved it. And, uh, and so, I mean, we were just like, we had a ball. So we went over and we did that. Um, and then after the Laugh Floor we walked around some of the shops in Tomorrowland and did like just a little bit of shopping and walked around Tomorrowland basically. Um, and by that point we were ready for our lightning lane and it, it was about, yeah, it was like right at nine o'clock. And as we're walking up, you could see my daughter kind of looking. And as the first coaster comes by with the light cycles, she's like, Oh, and, you know, she saw how smooth it was. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's fast, but it's very smooth. It's like Slinky Dog. It's very smooth, but it's fast. And she's like, oh, okay. And so I said, well, you know, get on. They have, they have the light cycles outside mm-hmm. of the ride. So you can get on and try it out and see. So she got on and she was like, oh, I don't know. And then once she felt the, 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 the back restraint come down, mm-hmm. then she, she was like, oh, this will. I said, yeah, and this stays and it'll hold you. She goes, oh, okay. I was like, you want to try it? She said, yeah. So so we get into the ride. We check in with our magic bands and we go in and we're in the queue. And um, as the light cycles come in and you could hear people screaming as they take off, uh-huh. um, she started to get nervous. And oh, I was no. like, uh-oh. So I'm like, you still good? You still want to do it? She's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's, she, she wants to be very brave, right? She wants to like go with us and, and do the scary thing. And so we get on. And she just looked very, very nervous. And, you know, you get in, uh, I don't want to ruin the ride for anyone if you haven't been on it, but you get in this, like, you basically, there's two coasters and you take off um, and you go into like this tunnel to get shot into the grid. And it's a very fast acceleration. And she, you know, they take a video of you um, through your, through the My Disney Experience app, if you have it linked up correctly to, to your photo pass. Um, they take a video of you shooting through that, that corridor and she looked terrified and her eyes were closed the entire time. Oh. And I, so the video is me looking at her, making sure she's okay and kind of like holding her hand mm-hmm. and she just like closed her eyes. And then I looked over a couple times and I saw her opening her eyes quickly and then closing them again. So it was just too, it was, it was too much. And so after the ride, you know, it's a very quick ride. Mm-hmm. So after the ride was over, she grabbed my hand and her hand was just cold sweat, like terrified. (laughs) I felt awful, but it actually wasn't going to end up being the scariest thing we traumatized her with on that, on the strip. So, (laughs) Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But she said, she went off and she said, no, never again. She said, I don't like, I don't like being sitting like I'm on a bicycle. I don't, yeah. I don't like that. She That's the part she said she didn't like, and it was too fast. And I said, oh, that's okay. You don't ever have to do it again if you don't want to. That makes a big difference for some people, like the way yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. sitting. Um, yeah. So did your wife read it? She did. Yeah, she went on too. She loved and it. She thought it was she awesome. She loved it. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> poor thing. 
So she got off and she said, my stomach doesn't feel good. And I'm like, "Uh oh, um, but it was mostly because, I mean, she only had a little bit of a bit of hot dog, you know, bite a hot dog at the pool. And so she was a little bit hungry and then just her stomach was a little bit like, you know, she was so nervous. So, um, so we went through the, that launch bay shop that they have there with all the Tron merch. And she went through that and she said, as she got a little bit more perspective and distance from the ride, she still said she didn't want to ever go on it again, but she's glad she went on it and she thought that it was cool. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she, you know, as she was looking at the merch, she was like looking at all the things and asking me about what these things were. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I don't want to go off on a whole diatribe on the Tron ride, but the cue and the story of the ride is really underserved by like just the lack of anything before the ride itself, especially right. for people who don't know Tron. And that's a lot right. of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everybody is like, you know, has either seen the original movie or Tron Legacy, which is an excellent, both are excellent movies, both very different. But um, there was an opportunity, I think, for Imagineers to like immerse you more into the story and like hook you in a little bit more with the right amount of story and context so you know what it is that you're doing on the ride. Right. My wife had no idea what any of the things were. She's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. What, what, what is this identity disc? What is the, mm-hmm. what, what is the helmet? Like, you know, all, all those things um, really re- like missed opportunity there to do something interesting with the queue, understanding that they probably just want to get people through. But I think, you know, when they move to, at some point, I'm assuming they're going to move to either like a regular lightning lane through Genie Plus and standby, just like Rise of the Resistance or individual lightning lane and standby. Mm-hmm. Um, the, people are going to be waiting a long time and there's nothing to kind of space out that wait to make it feel like you're not waiting to get on the ride. Kind of like Rise of the Resistance right. or Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, there's not like a, a whole show going on or stages to the queue, but you're sort of in this really cool, like what looks like a planetarium and there's all mm-hmm. sorts of like a museum of like all the ships and stuff. There's things to look at and interact with to immerse you in the story. Mm-hmm. And with Tron, there's none of that. Even that big, um, that room where they sort of digitize you and send you into the grid, mm-hmm. they had that completely like shut off. The door was just open. It was just kind of a room you walked around as you looped through, probably because it was pretty busy. I think it was because it was uh, late at night because when I wrote it, yeah. I wrote it oh, several okay. times during my trip. We always stopped in the room. They did the effect. And you would, right. like, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, that, that's Very cool. cool. Um, yeah. But then I remember one of the times that I did it, which was either just my super late, like last uh, individual lightning lane of the night type of time, or mm. it, it might have been during uh, the deluxe after hours where where I had gotten like that 6 p.m. virtual queue. Um, I remember they just shuttled us right through it. So I I think it just depends on the time of day. I think you're right. Yeah. So, you know, they just pushed us through there. And and, um, so, yeah, so missed opportunity because but because I love I love the roller coaster. I love the ride so much. I, I just want a little bit more of a story and a queue to go through to sort of feel like you're immersed in it. And I think it would help with people like honestly, the like the feedback has been oh, it's the ride is so short. But I think, I was talking to one of the cast members, I think we're spoiled by Rise of the Resistance and Guardians Cosmic Rewind because you get immersed in that story up front. Right. No, it really does make a difference. Um, Did you, I I didn't get a chance to try, there was like a little uh, Tron themed snack kiosk. At any point in the trip, did you 
hit up that kiosk for anything? Not this trip. Um, I went uh, in early May and I was able to test out the, uh, a couple of different options. Mm-hmm. I got the buffalo chicken pot stickers mm-hmm. or the dumplings. Um, they, were, they were okay. Um, they, were, they were pretty good. Um, and I got the watermelon refresher, oh, that frozen that drink. Mm. Oh, it tastes like a Swedish fish, like frozen drink. Okay. It is perfect, especially I can imagine on like a very hot day. Oh yeah. my gosh, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was very good. Okay. I'll that one was that. a 10 out of 10. Yeah, definitely recommend that one. Okay. So after traumatizing your daughter and <laughs> <laughs> uh, going through the, the gift shop, d- did she need something to eat or was, was her stomach not going to be okay with that? At that point, we were starving. So I mobile ordered Cosmic Rays because uh, I think I shared earlier. You I'm, told me it was I'm one of your favorites. <laughs> big fan of Cosmic Rays. And... Um, and I actually found a little bit of a, an interesting spot too in Cosmic Race. So it was around fireworks time. Nine twenty was when Happily Ever After was was kicking off, and we went over and had um, and I mobile ordered some some food for us: chicken tenders. I got a burger. My wife got, I think, a burger. Or no, actually, she didn't because she had the salad earlier. She, my daughter and I, went to Cosmic Race, picked up our dinner. My wife went to the ice cream place in Tomorrowland, and she got some uh, an ice cream sundae. Okay. And so she met us over at Cosmic Rays. So Cosmic Rays was sort of empty, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like happily ever after, and then they close, I think, right after. Um, so I mobile ordered, and I got there, and our food was ready immediately. Uh, I'm going to put this in a reel on my Instagram. Okay. Um, this was a new thing that I had found. Usually when I go there, it's very crowded. Mm-hmm. Now it wasn't that crowded, and I'm looking over, and I could see – some of the castle projection out the window, but it's tinted. The windows are tinted at Cosmic Rays. So I, I grabbed our food and we walked over to the, if you're facing mobile order bay 12, to the right of that mobile order window, it's the last one to the right, to the right of that, there's a bunch of tables along the side of the building. You walk straight to the right, all the way to the window, and there's a bunch of tables. You get one of the best views. Now it's not from the front for happily ever after it's kind of the side, but there's the projections. You could mm-hmm. sort of see the projection on the castle and all of the fireworks mm-hmm. sitting down, eating your dinner, looking out the window. The windows are very tall. It's like a 15 foot window. You could see the entire castle. And we sat and watched the last 10 minutes of happily ever after while eating our dinner in an air conditioned place. No, like really nobody around. It was fantastic. Like if you're not going to stand in line and stake out a spot and you kind of are hungry and, but you don't want to, you know, you want to see some of the fireworks, highly, highly, highly recommend going to Cosmic Rays all the way to the right of mobile order window 12. Keep going until you hit the window, grab a seat. And even if you're just hanging out there just to catch some air conditioning, it's such a cool moment. And obviously they pipe the music in through the whole restaurant. And so you're, you're sort of sitting there enjoying the fireworks. It was a great way to end what was kind of like a tough travel day. Yeah. All of that kind of disappeared and just faded away once we got into the parks <laughs> after we were done traumatizing our daughter. Um, <laughs> and, and, and it was very cool. And so, yeah, she, she really loved like sitting and watch eating her chicken tenders. And by that point she was starving. So she like ate everything and was just watching the, uh, the fireworks and then 
kind of just like cracked and it was time to go. Um, was so Sunny was Eclipse a, doing his thing or they? He, he was, but that's in that okay. like front room area. Okay. And so this is sort of more back by where you pick up your food. And so we weren't, we couldn't really hear him. Okay. And maybe they shut him down while the fireworks and the show's going on because they piped the music in. But yeah. then after when we walked out, I saw him and he was like moving around and doing his thing. Yeah. So th this table, uh, just so I can imagine, you could probably sit there and see the Cheshire Cafe from right there too. Is that, am I in the right area? Yes. Yeah. It's over to the side, but yeah. Like facing that bridge that they ship you over if you rope drop and you're trying to go to Seven Doors Mine Train, like that that back exactly. bridge. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Right. Nice. Yeah. So you get to see, you know, it's the right of the castle. So you get to see sort of the right half of that part of the projection. And because the windows are so tall, you get to see all of the fireworks Yeah. and from a really cool angle. Cause when you're facing the castle from the front, it looks like everything's right over the castle, but the fireworks are actually behind it. Oh yeah. And so you get to see this really cool angle. Um, very, very neat. Yeah. It was a great yeah. spot. I'm, I'm going to put, um, I took a bunch of pictures and videos. I'm going to create a reel of sort of some tips and. Okay. Fantastic. Can't wait to see that. Um, yeah. all right. So after that, did you crash? It was a long day. Crash. Yeah. Long day crash. Yeah. We came home. I think we got back at probably, probably like a little bit after 10. Um, we took the boat back because the monorail after happily ever after, as you know, it's a nut house. It's a nut house. So we skipped it and we w had to wait for one boat and um, that worked out pretty well because the boat dock is also right by mm -hmm. our, our, our building. So we didn't have to walk through the main building. We had to like just walk off the boat dock right past our cozies and then our building was right there. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So we were back by, I would say 10, a little bit after 10 and it was right to bed. Yeah. It's so nice staying at the Magic Kingdom Resorts because you do have so many options of getting back from the monorail to the boat to, yeah. in some cases, walking when the when the path is open. But um, Yeah, and it, the path is open, and I'll get to that a little bit later, but it, oh. it is open. And I didn't know that. I thought it was closed. And then I saw it people. It was closed was like, in May, so. Yeah, exactly. So I, I saw people walking, and I was like, huh. Um, so, yeah, we used every... We used every option to get to Magic Kingdom and back. Yeah. I, I I like checking off the different forms of Disney transportation on every trip. Like, okay, we did yeah, a bus. We did a monorail. <laughs> okay. So Monday, June 19th, what was your first uh, order of the day for Monday? We were back at Magic Kingdom for uh, like a full day reservation. We didn't have any dining reservations for that day, but... What I did was I had a dining reservation for Tuesday. And after we spoke about my Tuesday plan to have Ohana breakfast and then later on do Chefs to France, um, you know, that being kind of maybe a lot with Animal Kingdom and Epcot baked in there, I found a reservation for Ohana for Monday. At, oh, okay. At, for an earlier character breakfast at eight, like around eight o'clock, 7.55. Yeah. And so we got up. Of course, I got up and I, I booked our Genie Plus and mm -hmm. booked our first Lightning Lane, which we did Jungle Cruise for a little bit later in the mm -hmm. in the after in or sorry in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, but we we boogied over to Polynesian on the monorail and did our character breakfast at Ohana. Perfect. Um, that much better plan. Great. You had a lot jammed into Tuesday. Oh so. my gosh! Yeah. 
Um, so how is the food at Ohana? And P.S. I loved your Instagram post about dads at Ohana waiting for the characters. I was cracking up. <laughs> Looking around. <laughs> I was like, I have seen that face on so many grown adults. And I was like, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, I, I, um, I love, I love the character meals. Um, and before, like I became, before I really, really, really got, like kind of sucked into the world of Disney, my first Disney cruise, we went to the character, like my wife who was, we were dating at the time, mm-hmm. took me to a character breakfast and like, they took a picture of me with Mickey when he came by the table mm-hmm. and the look on my face, it was like, I was a child again. I was like, Oh, and <laughs> like, it's that same feeling. And he, uh, it's like the, uh, the reviewer from Ratatouille when he gets flashback to his childhood. <laughs> that's exactly it. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, that's, that's exactly it. So yeah. So the, so the breakfast, the breakfast was good. We're not big breakfast people. So let me just say that we don't, we actually don't eat eggs, not because we're allergic um, or we think they're bad for you. We just don't, I don't, we're not like mushy food people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't eat eggs. Um, and we're big bacon people. What I didn't realize is they took bacon off of the menu for the Ohana character breakfast and they replaced it with sausage and they have the, the Hawaiian ham, the like okay. the, the pineapple glazed ham. Mm-hmm. Now we're not, I'm not a big ham person. My wife and daughter are, but they didn't love the pineapple glaze. So uh, it was basically about the Mickey waffles. And for me, the potatoes, the seasoned potatoes were mm-hmm. phenomenal. They were very okay. good. And I could eat the sausage. It was fine. Um, and they have these, uh, you know, the, um, the Ohana bread. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they had, they brought out biscuits and, um, and butter. And that was, it, it was, it was fine, fine breakfast for us. Again, we're not big breakfast people. Mm-hmm. I usually just eat like a protein bar for breakfast and I'm, you know, off yeah. on my day. So, um, so this, it was good. It was all about the characters. I mean, as soon as you get there, it's like there. You could see, you could see it's such a big place, and you could see the, so they're they're bouncing around. So who's there besides Stitch? Because I, I'm not. I, I really I don't care for Stitch. I'll just say it. I admit <gasps> it. I I identify as a, <gasps> a Stitch hater. I don't know why. I just I don't I don't care for him. And so I am not especially drawn to try the Ohana breakfast purely because he's there. He's chaos. I don't know. Every time I see him in Tomorrowland, I'm just like, ugh, there he is again. (laughs) Oh no, you're a a Stitch person. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I I love Stitch. We have we have a dog who uh, her name is Lulu, and she looks like Stitch, Mm -hmm. and she acts like Stitch. At least she did when she was a puppy. So like, um, (laughs) so yeah. So Lulu and Stitch are like son. So um, Lilo and Stitch are there, and Lilo's in her like Hawaiian like red dress with mm-hmm. a little flower in her hair. Um, very cool. And then um, Mickey is there in his like sort of Hawaiian shirt and white pants and Pluto's there with his lay on. And Aww. so, um, so yeah, so there's the four of them. Now this was excellent. Cause you know, sometimes like I've eaten at chef Mickey's and some of the other character breakfasts. like it can take a while for them to cycle through. Mm-hmm. Um, we must've hit it at exactly the right time. We were in and out of there in 40 minutes. 45 minutes very fast and it was just enough time for us to eat and Mm -hmm. then but they did they do like a little show where they you know they marched around and danced to the song the hawaiian roller coaster which is also like i love that song and so right after that song like almost back to back to back all four of the the characters kind of hit our table at once 
And then they dropped the check and I was like, oh, well, this is great. Let's go. Like, you know what I mean? Now we can kind of go back to the room and hang out a little bit before our lightning lane for Jungle Cruise. Um, or we could just head over to the park if you all are ready. And so it was, it was very cute. Stitch was, and I know you don't like Stitch, but he was hilarious. Um, my wife was belly laughing the whole time because he, like, my, my daughter had her Stitch hat on and I had a Stitch hat and, it, and we both had Stitch t-shirts on. And he was like, oh, you know, covering his mouth and pointing at us. And like, then he licked my, like, pretended to lick the side of my daughter's face. And she was like, ah, and we got all the video. And then, and then, you know, we were all taking pictures with them. And then he, um, he put a booger in my hand. <laughs> he like picked oh, his no. nose and put it in my hand. And like my, my daughter thought well, that was the funniest thing uh-huh. she had ever seen. She just talked about it for the rest of the day. Oh um, my goodness. And so it was very cool. And, uh, and yeah, and so it was, yeah, it was, it was great. And Lilo was very sweet and, you know, Mickey's always the best, like seeing Mickey. The yeah. is very cool. So, so yeah, so then we were, we were off and out of there. And so we did a little shopping around Polynesian, um, both shops, the Moana Mercantile and then the, the one downstairs, I forget what it is, but it's the bigger shop. Yeah. I like those, those shops in the Polynesian. They always have you know, some cool stuff. Yeah. And if you're looking for Polynesian. like a non- Disney feeling shirt. Like let's say you had a a wardrobe malfunction. It's a great place to go in and get like some normal clothes too. Like vacation stuff without any Mm -hmm. like Disney. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Um, I just love the Polynesian. Mm -hmm. I love walking around there. I love the smell. I love the whole place. So have uh, you stayed there before? No, never. We were going to try and stay there this time, but it got the the discounted rooms got booked up really quickly. So we we en- we ended up staying at the Grand Floridian, which is not you know a huge disappointment, right? Yeah. But um, what but a someday, life. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Some someday we'll, we'll probably end up staying there at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, yeah. Okay, so a wonderful breakfast, touching base with your pal Stitch first thing in the morning. <laughs> then where was it off to next? So off, we were um, off to Magic Kingdom, and we went to Liberty Square and just walked around a little bit. Um, it was starting to get really hot, and we saw that the standby line for Haunted Mansion was only 30 minutes, and it's a covered queue. Mm-hmm. So we jumped in that queue, um, which only took about 20 minutes. And I think, but by the way, like most of the queues I'm finding, uh, they're, they're inflating the wait time especially yeah. during busy season mm-hmm. so that it doesn't, they're like properly setting the guests expectations. And I think that's a good move. Yeah. Um, so that you always feel like, Oh, it's not going to be a hundred minutes. It might be 80 or 90 minutes. Can you mm-hmm. do that? Um, and that's a good thing. So yeah, we probably waited 20 minutes and we were right in and I love haunted mansion. And so it was very cool, especially like with the movie coming out um, later in the summer, really yeah. cool to like jump into that ride that's always a must do for us i feel like i'm always on that ride like when we when we hit magic kingdom yeah um we walked out and then it was time to head over to uh you know toward more towards Adventureland mm-hmm. um to jump on jungle cruise we had a little bit of time so what we did was we went through the um swiss family robinson treehouse my my daughter loves to walk through that then we went and got um some dole whip floats um at my wife got one i forget the actual dole whip place not sunshine terrace but the other one down by on the other end of aladdin's Magic aloha isle aloha isle right yeah. yeah so she she got hers from aloha isle. my daughter and i went up to sunshine terrace and got the dole whip uh, she got a dole whip float which i knew i would end up finishing um 
Another good tip. If you are, if it's a hot day and it's crowded, mm-hmm. if you go to Sunshine Terrace and you get a float, there is a spot, a little corner next to Sunshine Terrace where you can see there's like a mural of like Orange Bird and a sun. Mm-hmm. It's right, it's on the side there. It's right in front of um, Skipper Canteen. Yep. And it's like a vortex of air conditioning and a ceiling fan. There's air conditioning coming out of Skipper Canteen and from Sunshine Terrace. There's a covered awning with a ceiling fan. If you just hang there, it feels like you're in air conditioning while you're enjoying your your float or your Dole Whip. It is a perfect spot to cool down without having to like find a place to be inside. We that were like totally refreshed. Thank you. Yeah. I took I took a bunch of like videos. I'm going to post it. Maybe in fact later today I might post it, but like boy oh boy, it was cuz it was hot. Uh to, Monday the 19th was very hot and muggy. And so it was a perfect way for us to cool down before we jumped on Jungle Cruise. How did you like Jungle Cruise? Uh, is your the rest of your family a Jungle Cruise fan? Not really. Um, we kind of did it because my daughter had never done it before. And, um, you know, it's 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 a cute ride. It all depends, I think, on the skipper that you get. And we had a really good for one. Sure. So Yeah. Yeah. So we, we had a good one. Um, and uh, But, yeah, it's just kind of like a cool thing to see. My, my daughter loved, like, the elephants, like, you know, playing – you know, the animatronic elephants, mm-hmm. like squirting water and stuff, that kind of thing. So that was very cool. Um, and then after Jungle Cruise, it was time to go back to the resort because it was pretty hot. Yeah. And, uh, and so and she I wanted a robot. you're patting yourself on the back for not making that Bibbidi Robbidi Boutique reservation early in the day. Exactly. Yeah, that was critical because then we weren't rushed to get back to the park. Mm-hmm. And so we went back to the resort. We hung out in the in the room for a little bit, soaked up some air conditioning, and then after about an hour, my daughter was like, hey, can we go to the pool? And it was like, yeah, let's go. And so we went to the pool and hung out there for a few hours, um, and she made a friend, and um, they swam around, and it, it was very cute. Yeah, Typical only child thing. Everywhere I go with my son, he makes a friend, and then they'll be together for hours. And I, what was their name? I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 So this is a this is a new thing for my daughter who's very shy. Mm-hmm. But she said even after this trip, she I said, "Oh, it was so nice you made a friend." She goes, "Yeah, I'm, I think I'm getting the hang of it." And I was yeah. like, "Oh, yes. great, <laughs> so sweet." Yeah. So then uh, after the pool time, we went back and uh, hung out a little bit more in the resort. Um, we did we we smartened up this time and we. Mo- now knowing sort of the lay of the land at Grand Floridian, right outside the courtyard pool is Gasparilla's Island Grill, where you can mobile order burgers and chicken sandwiches and and um, pizza. And so we mobile ordered and um, and had uh, and had lunch from Gasparilla Island Grill, which we mobile ordered several times during our trip. And then we were you know showered up and ready to head back into Magic Kingdom for Bibbidi Boppity Boutique. Fun. So did you watch the whole Bibbidi Robbidi Boutique transformation? I did. Did they let yeah. both of you in there to watch her have her appointment? They did. Okay. Yeah, they let they, and and I was sort of like I kept on saying like, "Hey, do you want me to wait outside?" You know, cuz my daughter's eight, sort mm-hmm. of like, you know, it's it's fine, but like I was like, "Hey, do you want me to wait outside?" Cuz sometimes she likes to like put on a show and surprise us and yeah. do dress up fashion. Like, "Do you want me to wait outside?" She's like, "Oh." And the the cast member was like, Oh no no no! You're gonna want to be in here for this. There's a bit of a show, and I was like, "Oh, really?" In the dressing room because I I had not seen 
uh-huh. um, what actually happens in the dressing room. And so, yeah. yeah, so I got it all on, I got it all, all the appropriate parts of the, the fairy godmother and that kind of thing on, on camera and, um, and my daughter's reaction in the mirror mm-hmm. with fairy godmother, like mm-hmm. talking to her, a memory oh. that was just like core moving, you know, moving forward. So yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really, really sweet. And she was so excited uh-huh. on our way to Bibbidi Boppity. We get, we got to see the adventures, um, the, uh, the cavalcade, the adventure friends, uh, cavalcade. friendship, what? No, not the friendship fair. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yes. Okay. It's the, it's I can't the, it's remember smaller, the exact name. Yeah. It's like something, something, something adventure friends cavalcade mm-hmm. and it's smaller, but they have like Raya comes out with the princesses. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the only chances you get to see Raya, which is very cool. And my daughter had a, like, um, a very summery, it was a summery Mulan dress that looked like Mulan in her formal, uh, wear, but it was a very like, you know, sleeveless like dress and Mulan like saw it and like reacted and was like blowing her kisses was like, Oh, like, you know, Aww. very sweet to my daughter. And I got that on, I got that in video. And so she was going into Bibbidi Boppity thinking she was going to do, she was going to pick the snow white dress. Uh-huh. As soon as that happened. Nope. Mulan. She's all about so Mulan. She went, okay. <laughs> she, went, she went direct. And that interaction fueled her to like basically make that, that change. And Aww. so she picked the Mulan dress and got the transformation, which was, you know, adorable. And I didn't realize that they didn't take them over to the castle. Like the salon is in the castle. I thought it was still a separate building. They actually walked them into the castle. So my daughter was like blown away. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I, w- I would say anybody who has a child who is of an age that they're willing to participate in Bibbidi Babbidi, do it while they're willing to, because um, it's it's really cool. I only got to experience it once with I had a niece who was old enough and was able to yeah. do it. And so I got to sit in and watch and I was like, OK, this is the closest I'm ever going to get because I only have a boy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it was yeah. cool. Yeah, it was very, very cool. So then, you know, she had her dress on and we left Bibbidi Boppity and it was time to get some dinner. And mm-hmm. so I had mobile ordered Pinocchio's is right there, Pinocchio mm-hmm. Village House. And I we had mobile ordered pizza and salad and stuff. And so um, we did a lot of quick service mobile ordering this trip. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so we ate um, and my daughter was like, oh, this dress is real hot. Can I change back into my other Mulan dress, which is like a summer dress? And so she did that. And she just like was so thrilled. And I had been stacking lightning lanes for after that. And so within an hour and a half, we had done Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Winnie the Pooh, Peter Pan. And then I booked the two of them, or I booked us on Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin. Mm-hmm. But it was, that was at about 8.20. And I was set on getting a good spot for the fireworks. So I sent them off to go on Buzz Lightyear. Mm-hmm. And I staked out sort of my spot to watch Happily Ever After in front of the castle. And um, got a really good spot over to the left. It just looked it, it looked like a hurricane was about to pass through. It, was, it looked very stormy. Oh, they went yeah. over to Buzz Lightyear. And I said, okay, I'll be here. And she said, okay, well, after Buzz Lightyear, we're going to head back. And I said, okay, because uh, my daughter was tired. She didn't want to stay for the fireworks. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll stay. And while they were in Buzz Lightyear, the sky opened up. And it was torrential downpours, as it does in Orlando, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I had brought a poncho, so I ponchoed up. And um, <laughs> it was it was, it was, was about, 
I would say at least half an inch to maybe three quarters of an inch of rain in like 10, 15 minutes. Wow. And it was blowing sideways. And so I stood there and thunder, lightning, the whole deal, and kind of like stood there off to the side and the place cleared out. And so I was like, as it started to like, the rain started getting lighter, I was like, I'm going to go walk over. I have a poncho on. My feet are already soaked. Like the dry parts of me are going to stay dry because I have a poncho on, but like, I'm not going to get any more wet. So I'm, uh, or any less wet. So I'm going to go. So I went and stand and I got an incredible spot for the fireworks. Um, And strangely, the rain coming at that time made the weight go faster for some Uh reason. And before I blinked, it was 920 and the show had started. Um, And so I sat there and my, my, now my wife had, and daughter had a bit of a tough time going back. They stood in line for the monorail. And I guess because of the rain, it caused some sort of mechanical issue with the monorail. And so it got delayed and they were waiting forever. And so I had sat there, watched the entirety of Happily Ever After, started to walk back, was in touch with my wife on the phone. I was like, you guys back yet? Are you back yet? She's like, no, we're waiting on the monorail. And then she was going to go jump on the boat. She didn't know if they were running the boats because of the lightning. Right. looked like they were running the boats. As she started to get out of line for the monorail, they started running the monorail again. Mm-hmm. She missed the first pass of the monorail, was then in line again. They finally got on the monorail. And then, as you know, Grand Floridian, because it's the first stop coming out, it's the last stop going back. Mm-hmm. So I decided to skip the monorail and skip the boats. And I took the walkway back okay. and I walked pretty fast. And so it was a really cool walk. I really enjoyed it. How long does it take you to walk that? Uh, I think it took me about 12 to 15 minutes, but I was walking a pretty good clip. Yeah. I was going to say like when I walk at a leisurely pace along that path, it takes me between 15 and 20 minutes and that's just walking very yeah. slowly um, yeah. so it's not too bad for anybody who's considering that walkway. And if you are looking yeah. to where to access it, you go like you're going to take the boats, but then just veer off to the right. It's very hard to see. So just act like you're going to the ferry or not the ferry, the, the boat over to the Grand Floridian. The resort launches. Yeah. Right. And then just to the right of that, there's this tiny little sidewalk with a tiny little sign <laughs> that says walkway to Grand Floridian. Um, yeah. and it's, it's a nice walk. So. Yeah, and it's completely redone now with new bridges and and mm-hmm. and um, and so yeah, so it was about and I like I said I walked pretty pretty good. They only got back to the room ten minutes before I did, and I had sat through the entirety of Happily Ever After, w- waited through the crowd to get to the walkway, and then walked the twelve to fifteen minutes back, and they had just gotten back. And so <laughs> my wife was a little bit frazzled, and my daughter was you know like she was just exhausted. So yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was that was Monday, and then we were look, we were all exhausted and ready to go to bed and wake up to do Animal Kingdom Tuesday morning. Right. So Animal Kingdom. Uh, I mean, I, people who are listening to this episode will have just recently heard you talk about how you did not like Animal Kingdom, um, but yeah. just overall, has your opinion of Animal Kingdom changed after this trip? No. No. Oh, no. I had such high hopes for you. Okay. So start with the beginning of the day and let's go through it. And then as you go along, you can explain what was disappointing. Um, Sure. So, okay, go ahead. So we, you know, I get, I get up early, I book Genie Plus and my daughter wanted to do the river rapid. Like basically she loved Splash Mountain and that's close. So she wanted to do another ride where she would get wet. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to spend 
uh, lightning lane on Cali River Rapids. I thought we could just go stand by, like, wait for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I did was I was like, you know what? Let's go over. I want uh, Let's check out Pandora. Maybe she'd like Pandora. And I want to see it. We'd never seen it before. Maybe this will be the thing that draws me into Animal Kingdom. Is, and like I said, I'm not a big Avatar person, but I've seen the videos and the pictures. It looks very cool. Went over to Pandora. I booked um, the Na- the Navi River river mm-hmm. boat ride. Mm-hmm. And it's also like right there. As soon as you walk in, you kind of hook around and you walk down and you're in Pandora on the left-hand side of Animal Kingdom. And I thought... The other thing that we she wanted to do was the animation experience, right? And right. so I was like, and then we can maybe bounce over to that, and that's maybe on the way we could do River Rapids. Because when I first got to the park, the standby line for River Rapids was like twenty minutes, and I was like, okay, like maybe it'll go up to a half hour, but like it's you know a pretty quick ride, I imagine, like it'll be fine. And so we did the Navi River ride, Navi River Journey, Journey River Journey, and I I don't know like. The standby line is like 50 minutes. It, it's maybe like a more modern version of It's a Small World, but like yeah. for Avatar. And I don't know. I was I was like, okay, cool. Um, wait, I'm sorry, I didn't catch. Did you wait in the standby line, or did you? No, use the we Genie did Plus? a we did a we did a Genie Plus. I did okay. a lightning lane selection there. Yeah, I will not wait standby for that ride. It's it's pretty, no. but it's it's short and it's not very exciting <laughs> i'm kind of yeah i'm kind of bummed that we I, bu- I burned a genie plus on it to be honest the lightning lane selection too like i wish I yeah but that. at the same time if if this was your first time in pandora at least you got to do it once and i would rather do it and not have to wait very long than to wait and be like oh that's all this is that so, was my thought right yeah. that was my thought and so it was pretty hot that day too mm-hmm. and and so then when we get out I checked Cali River Rapids, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, I think it was 15-minute standby. And I was like, perfect. And I look, and Flight of Passage, there's an individual lightning lane available in 10 minutes. Okay. And So I said, hey, to my daughter, do you want to do this Flight of Passage ride where you ride this animal and it's it's like you're on a bike, but you're sitting up, and it's sort of, but it's a screen. It's not a roller coaster. You don't go real fast. It's just a screen, and they move you around. And she goes, "Oh yeah, let's do that." And I showed her a picture. I showed her the video. So I booked it, and we jump on Flight of Passage. The queue for Flight of Passage is what Tron should be, mm-hmm. right? Like it, that should be the queue where you're getting instead of like linked up with an avatar, you're getting digitized into the grid. And the whole thing could be repurposed to be like Tron uh, light cycle run. But the ride itself, Flight of Passage, the ride itself is very cool. Yeah. It's very, very cool. Um, my daughter was a little bit scared at first with like some of the more like drop you mm-hmm. know, parts where you're sort of dropping and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But she ended up really liking it towards the end when you sort of like coast out and you see these beautiful views with all these animals. And, and the smells. The smells and the conservation mm-hmm. messaging. Like she loves all of that stuff. And so... Um, by the end, she said, oh, I was scared at first, but I really ended up liking that ride. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, great. After that, we started to walk back and we were going to head towards River Rapids. I get off Flight of Passage and the Cali River Rapids standby line is now 55 minutes. Yeah. And it's like the heat of the day. And I was like, yeah, that's why it goes up in the middle of the hot days. I was like, oh, I made a mistake. Right. Like you sort of like learn like, oh. I don't know enough about Animal Kingdom because I never come here. Like, of course, it's gonna—it's a—it's a hot day. It's a cool ride. So, but she started to get pretty tired, 
because it was a long day the day before. And as we're walking towards Kali River Rapids, she said, I want to go back to the hotel. And I just said, let's go. And so Uh we left. So we did Pandora and and we left. Okay. And that's it. Here's where I, my, my opinion has not changed on animal kingdom and maybe I'm going in the wrong time of the year. Maybe it's always too hot. It's way too hot. Now there is shade. There are shaded areas, which is nice. It's one of the more shaded, shaded parks. Mm-hmm. The things are way too far apart for how few things there are. There is way too much walking between the things that you really want to do. I mean, it would have taken us, I think, 20 minutes to get to Cali River Rapids or the animation experience um, to get on that train. And I, I don't know. I just think I, I just I just wonder about the park layout. There's too much distance between things. There aren't enough things. And look, it shows with even some of the changes they're making to the Genie Plus pricing, where I paid $23 for Lightning Lane to basically do the Navi River journey. And then I paid the individual Lightning Lane for Flight of Passage. I just, you know, I spent 40 bucks a person that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't feel great about like, the money I spent there and the value I got for it. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I, like, I don't think the even spending a reservation day for me is makes, makes sense. Now I know there's a whole other side of the park that I sort of haven't explored again yet. I'll probably give that another chance. I'll probably try and do it during some of the cooler months, like November through February mm-hmm. to see if it's something worth doing. I just, I do not love the layout of the park it's too hard to navigate around the tree of life as beautiful as that tree is. Um, yeah. If you're yeah, not familiar with the park, it's, it's not like the cat. Well, we with that whole conversation uh, during your pre-trip interview about where's the front of the tree. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I, I agree. Like when you're in magic kingdom and you look at the castle as a point of reference for where you are, you can tell which side of the castle you're on because you can see what's the front. When you look at the tree, if you're not familiar with Animal Kingdom, it would be very hard to know where you are. It doesn't give you any sense of direction. So I get that. Um, I will say that we go every year in February. And when we go in February, a lot of times Cali River Rapids is closed for refurbishments when we go so it's not even an option and also it's not hot enough that we would want to go on it it is much more manageable park in february because of the walking um but i also think that you know you if you're familiar with animal kingdom it's easier to plan your day and be like okay we're gonna do here and then we're gonna move along to there and you're not crisscrossing it's not a park that is easy to crisscross i like i feel with magic kingdom there can be a lot of walking but crisscrossing is easy you just Mm -hmm. cut through the hub but that you can't really do that at animal kingdom so i urge you to continue giving it another try but i think that perhaps it might be better if you give it another try on one of your trips when you're down there without your family so you don't have to worry about am i dragging them on you know, this journey, like get to know it first and then take them back once you're familiar and then maybe consider when you're down there going with a friend or somebody who's down there at the same time who can kind of be your tour guide for the day. I think that's right because 
you know, even like Epcot is not, you cannot crisscross around Epcot. Right. <clears throat> There's mm-hmm. no way. Yep. There's no way. And I'm more familiar with Epcot and where things are and the mm-hmm. layout makes sense to me. Um, but you're right. Like knowing more about that helps me, helps us, helped us plan, especially our last, you know, the, the, the yeah. next day, the Wednesday, helped us plan our evening that evening. We had a great time. Yeah. Um, same thing with Magic Kingdom. Like, you know, you sort of, we were bouncing around Fantasyland doing all those things. It was awesome. Um, and yeah, so, so I'm, I'm going to have to give it another shot, but I'm just still not, I'm not an Animal Kingdom believer. So yeah. That's okay. We're, we're going to get you there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, it's going to be my mission. Um, yeah. Okay. So you headed back to the resort. I know you had your reservation for Chef's Difference that evening. What time did you get back to the resort? How much time did you spend there? And what were you doing in, in your rest time? We got back at about noon. Again, we um, went to the pool um, and ordered lunch from Gasparilla Island Grill. Uh, mobile ordered some flatbreads, and I got a, the blackened chicken sandwich, which was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife got um, a frozen pina colada at the Courtyard Bar, which was very good. I've had that one when I was over at the Polynesian. It's really good. Yeah. Um, so she got one of those and, um, yeah, my, my daughter hooked up with the same friend that she met the day before and they were doing a rest day. So they were bouncing around and my wife and I just kind of chilled, um, at the pool and uh, hung out in chairs and there was overcast. And so it was hot, but not like sun beating down on you. It was kind of nice to like hang out, um, on the pool chairs. Um, after about an hour and a half of being at the pool, it, the skies just opened up immediately and we all got soaked and, you know, it was fine because we were right across the way from our room. So we just uh, grabbed all our stuff real quick and ran across and uh, went in and just kind of had a nice lazy afternoon. We all took naps and got ready to go over to Epcot, which this trip felt like we didn't get enough time at Epcot. We usually spend a little bit more time at Epcot because we're over on that side of we're staying at one of those resorts usually. Um, So this was our only night at Epcot uh, that we had planned. And my, you know, my wife was like, well, uh, man, I wish we could do more Epcot, you know? And so, um, that was a learning for us too, you know, staying at the magic kingdom resort, maybe we did a little bit too much of magic kingdom. We should have bounced maybe to Epcot, um, a little bit more. So, um, so we went over to Epcot and, uh, I had been, because we had a bit of a debacle with animal kingdom, I said, okay, I didn't book anything else in animal kingdom. The next available spot I could book. I waited for Remy's Ratatouille when we were in Flight of Passage to hit like a perfect time that we could do it at, right after dinner. Um, so we we so I booked Remy's Ratatouille. Our dinner reservation was at six ten, according to my notes. 610. <laughs> yeah, six ten, six ten, and Remy's Ratatouille at seven. I booked Frozen Ever After mm-hmm. at eight, and in between there, my daughter loves the China Pavilion, and so we spent like between Remy's Ratatouille. And frozen, we spent a ton of time um, in China, and she got um, a couple little uh, toys that she wanted to bring back and that kind of thing at the gift shop. So we didn't do uh, reflections of China that show that they do. Um, we didn't, we didn't see that. We didn't catch it at the right time. But then we just kept walking through the, that side of uh, the, the World Showcase all the way down to Norway, um, kind of making our way back to Frozen Ever After, and then after that, we were just going to kind of head out of the park, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to try and maybe get on test track on our way out, but the lightning lanes didn't sync up. And then I think the, the ride went down quite a bit that day too, in that evening. So we didn't get on test track, but that was fine. We were ready to walk back. 
How was Chefs de France? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was okay. I mean, I, I think my expectation was a little too high. Mm. Um, yeah, it was okay. Um, had you been there before or this was the first time? I'd not, I'd not been there before. It was our first time. Okay. The baguette was awesome. Now the dessert was phenomenal. Ooh, what'd you have? My wife got um, the filet. I got the shrimp with like a cauliflower and corn uh, medley kind of thing. And my daughter got the half chicken. And she ate a little bit of the chicken, not much. She wasn't too hungry because she had had something, I think, at the, in our room beforehand. And um, the shrimp was good. The, ste- the, the steak, the filet that my, da- that my wife got was, was not, like, fantastic. Um, but the dessert, my wife got the creme brulee. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got the, a strawberry lemon cake with, like, berry compote and... It was basically like a like a like a summer berry shortcake, but the, mm-hmm. the cake, the shortcake itself was was lime and strawberry flavored. It was absolutely excellent. I love like fruitier desserts. My wife is very much a chocolate like sweet, very sweet person. I love a little bit more tartness mm-hmm. with my dessert, and so it was fantastic. In fact, the waiter came over and was like, "Geez, did you enjoy that?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs> can, you, <laughs> can you bring another one? You know, kind of thing. but um, but uh, but yeah. So and the dessert was good. The, the, the meals were just kind of okay. Um, yeah. so, so, you know, that's kind of probably going to be a one and done for us. My wife wanted to try it cause she had never been. And, and so we did that. Um, and it was, it was very convenient because Remy's is right around the corner. There. Oh so yeah. We did Remy's right after. That was some excellent planning on your part with your, with your lightning lanes and where you knew you'd be. So well done. Yeah. 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 I felt like the failure of the morning turned into like my triumph in the, in the evening. Right. Yeah. Where, like I was like, okay, now we're going to just like hit the whole side of the world showcase all the way out the door. Mm-hmm. And then I love the frozen ever after ride. Mm-hmm. I love it. And, um, one of my daughters early when she was her first trip, she was eight, we took her when she was 18 months old. She loved that ride. Cause it was right about the time she became aware of frozen and Elsa. And we took her on that ride and she was just like, Oh, <laughs> and just loved it. And so going on it again, sort of brings me back to that moment. Oh, I like the cue for that ride too. Cause it's really fun yeah. to hear. Uh, oh, I can't remember his name. And okay. the little, yes. In the little shop, yeah. you hear him. And then Woo-hoo. I love how it feels like the village at night. Like I'm, I think my husband and I are both suckers for inside places that feel like they're outside. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. And Epcot has a lot of those, right. With mm-hmm. like the Mexican restaurant. Right. Yeah. Yep. So after that ride, we, um, we walked out and we went through connections and I was like, Ooh, while I'm here, let me grab my figment passholder magnet. And so, um, my wife and daughter looked through the munchlings and she picked out a munchling. And then I went and grabbed my, my passholder magnet and, um, we, we took off and went to the monorail and sort of got like back in a decent hour. I think we jumped on the monorail as the fireworks were going off for Epcot forever mm-hmm. and um, saw a bit of that from the monorail, which was very cool and got back probably about nine thirty, and just kind of hung out um, nice. and got to bed at a decent hour. We were, yeah, we were kind of tired. So, um, so that was it. That was, that was Tuesday. All right. So Wednesday, you were headed over to Hollywood Studios. So I remember that you were going to do everything you could to get your wife on Slinky Dog. Did that happen? Mm -hmm. Okay. It did. Yeah. It was a little bit. And this is a uh, PSA to everyone who is booking Genie Plus and for your family and has priorities of things you want to do. 
you have to be able to roll with it. Um, not everything is going to work out the exact way you planned, but that's okay. It'll, it'll, it'll work out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so woke up and it was pouring rain. And so we were planning on being like, okay, Flinky Dog, as you know, you book Genie Plus, you take it when you can get it because it's gone. Right. Right. So as soon as you get in at 7 a.m., you book the first thing that comes up. And if that means you got to hightail it over the park, you hightail mm -hmm. it over the park. You got to get over there. Right. Um, I was, we were ready to do that. I get on, I go to book it. The window comes up at 11 o'clock and we were going to do rodeo round a barbecue at 1245. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Perfect timing. Book it. The app like had an error and said, oh, oh we no. couldn't make your selection. And so I it reload. It says reload or X out. I reload another error. So I X out, go back. And it was um, now at three o'clock and I go to book that one. Nope. Another error. Oh, I was like, oh, gosh. no, I'm not going to get this. So I go back again finally and I get it for five o'clock. Okay. Now we've got. Ro Rodeo Roundup Barbecue uh -huh. Dining Reservation at 12.45 and then Slinky Dog at 5. So now I'm like, it's raining out. And you had a dinner reservation. We did have a dinner and we had a dinner reservation in our cozies for yeah. later that day. So in my mind, my wife and daughter are sleeping. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to let them sleep. It's raining out anyways. Let's not venture out in the rain. Okay. Instead of doing what I thought was going to be an early morning lunch and then we'll head back to the resort like we normally do. Mm-hmm. Maybe we do a lazy morning. We get out to the park later, and that gives us a ch gives me a chance and us a chance to stack lightning lanes for later in the day. And we're just going to have to punt on Narcozy's dinner, right? Because the priority is getting my wife on Slinky Dog. Mm -hmm. So I sat there and looked at dining reservations for Rodeo Roundup. Because you know, as you know, you're there that day of people change their plans like we just did. Like I just canceled Narcosi's dinner, so that reservation spot opens up. People are changing their plans, especially when it's raining. Mm -hmm. And especially now that they've updated it, because you used to have to cancel at least a day before, and now you can cancel within a few hours before. So two hours, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I canceled Narcosi's, and then as they were sleeping, I was already up, right? Because I'm like, okay, now we've got to re we've got to pivot our day. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm looking every once in a while, I'm checking, I'm checking. And boom, four o'clock rodeo roundup. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. Or like 4.20. Good. I'll take it. Perfect. Then we can do Slinky Dog right after. And so my wife woke up and she's like, did you get Slinky Dog? And I was like, I did. She goes, uh-oh. For when? I was like, five. She goes, oh, well, what are we going to do? I was like, well, I changed our dinner reservation to 4.20. She said, you mean... We're going to eat a ton of barbecue and then get on a roller coaster. Oh, no. <laughs> and I said, that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, <laughs> so uh, I was like, look, we like this is it. Like there weren't any sort of reservations popping up. So I took what I could get. So that was it. So we got up. We had a nice, again, I mobile ordered breakfast from Gasparilla, Mickey Waffles and Bacon. And we ate it in our room. And um, the rain, it was still raining. And so we sort of waited out the rain. And then I was looking to book Tower of Terror for us because my wife wanted to do Tower of Terror. And you needed to traumatize your daughter more. And myself, by the way. <laughs> I do not like, I don't know if you've seen that reel. I do I not did. like I said. Tower of Terror. <laughs> my son wrote it when he was maybe five. He was tall enough to write it. We took him on it, traumatized him. And then from then on, we would go on it and we would do the, the child 
not a child swap, but we would get up there. A writer swap. And it wasn't a writer swap though, because he was, he was comfortable oh. enough to wait by himself and they would let him do it because it's not a very long ride. So he would wait in line with us. We'd get to the front. We'd say he doesn't want to ride it. They would escort him down the stairs. We would hop on the elevator. And then within a couple of minutes, we would be back and he would be standing down there at the exit for oh. us, um, like near the cast members. So it was fine. So we did yeah. that. And for years, I was trying to get him back on because I was like, you were five when you did that. I you Opinions change. And I think you should try it. And so this last trip in February, I said come on, let's try it. He was not going to do it. I said, okay, we'll wait in line, but I really, really think you should give it another shot because I said, I, I know you, I'm your mom and I know what you like. And I really think you're going to like it. And so we got up to the front and he was back and forth. And I could tell sort of like you said, with your daughter on Tron, he was starting to look a little pale and like really nervous. And then finally at the last minute, he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. And so we got in and we like linked arms and he's just like, hold on to me. The minute we started to do the first drop, he goes, oh my God, I love this. And <laughs> we wrote it at least three or four more times on that trip after, because he like oh, wow. loved it. We were just doing it back to back whenever there was a short wait, he loved it. And it's like one of his favorite rides now. So anyway, yeah. I always say like, if you have mistakenly traumatized your child, like give it a couple of years and give it another try yeah. and things can change. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, so we, we went on it. I was, t I don't know who was more afraid, my daughter or myself. I do not like that. Mm -hmm. It just freaks me out. Um, I love the story before the drop. Sure. And the twilight zone. It's so cool. I love that. But boy, that drop just, man, it, I just, it scares the heck out of me. So, um, so she was terrified standing in line, especially when we were about to go in the elevator. She was like, like, it's okay, honey. We're going to hold on to each other. Like, it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. it's a, I said, it's a quick one, which it is. It's a very quick kind of yeah. thing. Now, when you're falling and going up and down, it feels like it's forever, but uh -huh. it, it is very fast. Again, she was terrified. She was not, she didn't open her eyes. I didn't open my eyes either. And I would turn to her and I kept on, like, uh -huh. basically... I was being consoled by consoling her and she was holding me and I was holding her and I don't know who was more afraid, but I was like, it, it was not enjoyable for me at all. Mm -hmm. And, um, she, again, she was like, never again. And she just was <laughs> like, she, and she wasn't right. Like her stomach was like a little turned upside yeah. down. She wasn't hungry. How was your video footage from the ride? Cause they always put that little snippet of your video on your, my Disney experience. Oh, you know what? I haven't looked at the video yet. I have the photo. Um, but okay. I didn't look at the video. The video is always so, funny because it go it goes into slow motion, and so I've had ones where right? you like see yourself turning to look at the person you're with in slow motion, and <laughs> oh. I would encourage you to go look at it. I, you'll probably get a pretty good laugh. Out that of it. that was definitely happening because um, I we were looking at each other, and her eyes were closed. I didn't look out at all. I didn't mm. look forward at all. Um, yeah. So after that, that was so that was our first ride of the day at like probably around one o'clock. Um, then I booked um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway for about 2.45. And in between then, we had done Frozen Sing Along. Mm -hmm. We walked through the Walt Disney Presents. We did the Walt Disney Presents movie. I love that one. Yeah. She, and she loved that. I was like, this is all historical. But she really like hooked into that story. Mm -hmm. Um so I kind of want to sit down and watch the Imagineer story with her on Disney Plus because it's oh, sort yeah. of like there's some similarities there. I think she'd really enjoy that. And then we did 
uh, like the Mickey and Minnie vacation farm show. Like we did a lot of the inside rides because mm-hmm. it was hot and it rained. Mm-hmm. When, so we were in the Walt Disney Presents Theater. It was raining. And so we hung out in there mm-hmm. and waited out, waited the rain out. We were going to do Star Tours, but then the, the, the wait went from like 20 minutes to 50 minutes, like pretty quickly. Um, and we walked around the shops on Sunset Boulevard. And, oh, we did Muppet Vision 3D, which is always like a must-do when we're at Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. And we're watching the new Muppet show, the, the um, Electric Mayhem. Oh, I um, haven't seen that one yet. It's very good. Okay. It's very, very good. Okay. Um, and then it was time for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is one of my favorite rides at Disney. Um, I just love that ride so much. And my daughter loves it. And then so after Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, I booked um, – basically it was our time to like start heading towards toy story land and i had booked alien rolling saucers then it was time for us to go to our roundup rodeo barbecue which was excellent really okay so the barbecue was good because i remember you said that you were sort of a a barbecue fiend we're we're big barbecue people especially but like look if you're looking to go to disney world and get terry black or franklin's barbecue like out of texas Mm mm-hmm you have the wrong expectation going in. But like outside of Philadelphia here, we have some really good barbecue places and we have some not so good barbecue places. And I've had both roundup rodeo is like, it's better than some of the barbecue I've had in Philly. And honestly better than some of the barbecue I've had in Texas too. Like if you're going and expecting world-class barbecue, Mm -hmm. you're sorely mistaken. It's all about the atmosphere. The sides are phenomenal. Which sides did you choose? So we got the the mac and cheese, which has a little bit of like a, a crunchy like cheese it like crumb on top. Um, the, the fried pickles, I cannot recommend enough. I love fried pickles. <laughs> and their spears too, yeah, they're very good. Um, and the uh, we got the corn, the the um, Mexican street corn, and oh, the loaded tots, um, which were very good. My daughter loved the chicken. She ate some of the, she tried some of the ribs. The ribs were very good. The chicken was excellent. It was like not, you know, sometimes barbecue, especially in like these places where they're serving a ton of it, it can get rubbery. Not every piece cooks evenly. It was great. I thought it was, I thought it was great. I mean, so I think people might be thinking, oh, it costs this much. So I better be getting world-class barbecue. Not the case. You're, it costs this much because you're at Disney World. Mm-hmm. And you're paying for the theme and the experience of going into Andy's backyard and that kind of thing. Right. Um, the drinks are excellent. The mixed drinks. My wife got a margarita. It was fantastic. They've got a full selection of beers. Um, and the service. The servers are phenomenal. The people, the runners who bring out your food. Like everything. The whole experience. I loved it. I thought it was great. I think it's a perfect addition to Toy Story Land. You need an air-conditioned place where you can get something to eat in Toy Story Land because Woody's lunchbox is not getting it done, right? Like, right. impossible to get in, impossible to mobile order, impossible to sit down and enjoy your – and not be, like, sweltering in the heat. Right. Um, this is perfect way to thin out that crowd. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I would, do, I would do it again and again and again. I, I, and I, I kind of, like, can't wait to go back. And I'm not a big Toy Story Land person because it gets really crowded. It's very hot. There's no shade. I can't wait to go back and eat there again. Okay. I'll definitely give it a try. Yeah, for us, best meal we had when we were there. Um, wow. Because, again, we got a lot of quick serve, and then we canceled our, our fancy dinner that night so we could. But So we uh, – then after that, we went on Slinky Dog, and I got – while we were sitting at dinner, I got a Toy Story Mania Lightning Lane too. So we – to let our stomach settle a little bit, we went on Toy Story Mania first, and then we did Slinky Dog after. Then it was time to sort of make our way back. Um, 
back to the hotel on our last day. So, um, so we started to like walk through all the shops pretty slowly, soak up all the yeah. kind of Disney we did. And we, we told my daughter she could get something. So we, we picked her up a little, a turning red panda stuffy. So she got that. And, um, and my wife started, uh, she found, uh, she loves the Muppets and she loves Beaker. So she got a little Beaker pin and I Aww. think she's going to become a pin collector now. Um, she, she's dipping her toe into those waters mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, we took off, we took the, the bus back. Um, and that was our day. So we spent about seven hours in Hollywood studios with no break in the middle of the day, which is not, that's not our usual, right? So we had to totally adjust course and figure out like a new way to do it and um and it worked out really well we did a lot we did everything we wanted to do except for rock and roller coaster but mm -hmm. you know we kind of prioritized our our way around the park and i think what was nice for us was that in between the major rides we did those shows where you go in and catch some air conditioning yeah. and chill out and we did a lot of that and that helped us like space out the walking and also get some, some cooler air and that kind of thing. Yeah. I like having like a variety of days where some days you, you rope drop and then maybe you take an afternoon break and then you go back and then other mornings you sleep in and, and have a very slow morning so that you can go later at night. It's, it's nice to kind yeah. of mix it up like that. I, I think it, uh, kind of makes you feel a little less exhausted than if you every single morning are rope dropping and doing the same sort of, of pattern. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Totally. All right. So now we've made it to your departure day, Thursday, June 22nd. Yep. Um, I have a note that you were considering doing a Grand Floridian Cafe breakfast because you wanted to get a Reuben for breakfast. Is that That's something right. that actually happened? It is something that actually happened. Um, okay. We, <laughs> yeah, they do like a, this sort of like all day brunch thing. So mm -hmm. you can get lunch in the morning or breakfast at lunch and that kind of thing. So it was great. Um, we woke up and our flight got canceled <gasps> and rebooked oh, no. for later in the day. So instead of leaving at one, we got rebooked on a 5 p.m. flight. Okay. So that's not too all bad. The time. It's not like 9 p.m. No. or something. So. No, and even like even if it was nine PM, so all that time we lost on the first day with our mm -hmm. late arrival, now we were making up Dang with it. a late departure. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And we're like, Oh, oh well, I guess we'll go to the pool now and have a nice leisurely breakfast and uh -huh. like, you know, soak up a little bit more of this resort. So that's what we did. And um the cast members were nice enough at the hotel to let us do a late checkout, which is not something they I think do a lot. Mm -hmm. But they, they said, look, the best we could do is give you a 1 p.m. checkout. I was like, that's fine. We'll take it. Mm -hmm. um, it allowed us to go to the pool. My daughter saw her friend again on the last day, and sort of got to play for a couple of hours. And then, yeah, we went back, showered up, got ready, packed up, and um, checked our luggage at uh, Bell Services, and then walked around the resort and um, you know, went into all the shops. My daughter went into that bath salts and sort of beauty shop, and she Basin. picked out some. Yeah, Basin picked out some some bath bombs and, mm -hmm. and lip, lip gloss and stuff and then went through the, the Mickey Mercantile store. And then I saw the walkway over to the new Disney villas, the Disney Vacation Club villas mm -hmm. at Grand Floridian. So I said, hey, let's go let's go walk over there and see what it's like. And the, I've got some video and um, the lobby of that building is beautiful with the new Mary Poppins fountain with mm -hmm. the penguins in it. And Yeah, that was where my room was, was right off of that little lobby. Like oh, literally so my door opened into that lobby. 
Oh, gee, I did see that. So maybe I walked yeah. by your room. Um, yeah. So we took a tour of some of the vacation club villas um, while we were waiting and it was great. So they took us through all the, the sort of options in that building. Mm-hmm. And then they took us over to Pine Key, mm-hmm. which is where they have the new oh, refurbished my, Mary Poppins. Yeah. That was the room I was in. Sorry. My room was. You were in, in Pine Key. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So beautiful room. I mean, so Sugarloaf, the room we had, had the new Mary Poppins theming. So the theming was the same, but the villas are nice because of the the little kitchenette. And then also the beds are higher. So you could put all your luggage underneath the beds and mm-hmm. there's more closet options and that kind of thing. So yeah. really, really cool um, and beautiful views, um, especially, you know, on the, the lagoon side. So, so yeah, so um, we did that. And then we were in, in our, in our car on the way to the airport um, to get on our 5 PM flight, mm-hmm. which ended up leaving at eight thirty. Oh, so it was basically nine o'clock in the end. Okay. And yet, yeah, we didn't we didn't walk in our front door until twelve fifteen a.m. So how was because um, that's a lot of time at that airport. And my experience this last go round when mine was delayed, it's like once you get in over near your actual gate, there's not a whole lot to do. Did you know no. that it was delayed before you got to that point, or you were already over there no. and just stuck? We were over there and stuck and basically our plane, because there was bad weather, our plane was circling, waiting mm-hmm. for the weather to pass and then ran out of fuel and had to go to Jacksonville to get fuel and come back. Oh, so that no. was the delay. Okay. And then they were held up in Jacksonville. And so that, so that it was just a delay after delay after delay, like, mm-hmm. you know, hour at a time, they kind of update you. And um, now look, my daughter is great traveling. So she had her iPad, she was doing stuff. She was sort of like, you know, bored, but like occupied. Mm-hmm. Um we were just ready to be home though at that point. Right. Like you're yeah. on your way home. You just want to get there. So, um, yeah, so we got some dinner, uh, you know, it was a couple places to eat. We got Kadoba and then, uh, that was it. You know, we were sort yeah. of on our way home. So late got in real late. So we slept in yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it sounds like an amazing trip. Um, I have to ask, when do you think as a family you'll go back down? Do you already have something planned? Yeah, we are already booked for, um, we're going to do Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party on August 25th. So we're going to go early this year. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Yeah, so we've got that booked. We're going to stay at Port Orleans Riverside. And we're not do we don't have any park time planned other than the, the Halloween party. So we'll probably do more resort time there. We're going with some family friends who have daughters around my daughter's age. And yeah, so we're not too long and we'll be back at Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. and, uh, and I don't know, I'm gonna, I might try and sneak a, a solo trip in there in between. Now yeah, and so I was assuming that you might do a little solo jaunt in between. Okay. We'll, um, well that that sounds amazing. And I really uh, thank you for, for coming on and, and sharing your, your trip with us. And um, I will definitely be putting links to your Dad's Love Disney account in the show notes. So I hope everybody will Very go nice. follow. It's a lot of fun. I have a feeling that you're doing that is sort of like me doing this where like that's your outlet for it in between. And so it doesn't feel so much like work. It's, it's fun. So right. Yeah. yeah. So it's an outlet and a, and a connection point to the community um, yeah. of all these crazy Disney adults. And I love every <laughs> one of them. Please feel free to let me know if you're going on a trip again and you want to come back on. I would love to, to talk to you again about any future trips you have. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been awesome talking about it. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. 
Once again, thank you, Kevin, for joining me on the podcast. You can find the links to some of the things that we discussed today in the show notes, as well as the information for where you can find Kevin from Dads Love Disney. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe and share it with friends. And with that, until next time, keep daydreaming about where you want to be. Oh, 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 oh